Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Story by Chance. Show we can talk all these movies, television, streaming, news, all that good stuff. Uh, this is meant to be part of our uh, be part of our scare fest for this year. This is our ghost episode. Uh, but this one took a little time because it deserves something a little there's a little bit more special treatment because we are looking at not only Ghostbusters, uh, not only you know seminal classic of the '80s and comedy, but it is the first time we're going to be looking at one of our favorite movies ever. Yeah, yeah, Russell, it's, it's you. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, and uh, to do that, coming on later in the show, we have uh, Robert Mesa of Late to the Party to come talk to me, to talk to me with us. Uh, but before we get into you know all that, we have some other things to get into. First of which is the wonderful world of sports, in which so much, so much is going on. Uh, first of which, got to go over to baseball real quick and begrudgingly give a tra- congratulations to the 2022 World Series champions, the Houston Astros. Boo! Look, <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, the, I, I I didn't want them to win. But you can't deny they are a talented, well-managed team. I mean, they went to the most of AL I really thought that the Phillies didn't push up, I think. Um, but after that one, uh, I don't think that they really rebound. The, the, Philly, the Phillies, to me, like they're the baseball equivalent of this sign. The, you see the meme where, like, this sign can't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> or, like, Yeah, uh, I feel again. Like I said before, I do feel bad for Bryce Harper just because I think he's I I think he's an excellent player. I really want to see that dude get a ring. I do, yeah. And, and was having a hell of a postseason. Schwarber was having a great, a great postseason. I would like to see, yeah. see him get that get that. But uh, yeah, no, Ash shows do it once again, and they do it without without the help of garbage, a garbage cans. So uh, you know, yeah, good, good good for them. Congratulations. Uh, looking over to the world of basketball, things are really heating up in the NBA, and a lot of things are just like, a lot of things are just like going like really, really bizarrely. First of all, the the, the continued decline of the LA Lakers is just fascinating to me. It is so head scratching because they aren't; they're two years far removed from the uh, championship, and it's like, and they're like, the fact that they are this ass right now. Yeah, and uh, and and LeBron's. Old original team uh, took them to took them to school and they're they did. The they're Cavs. Cavs are looking good. The Bucks are looking fucking excellent. Yeah, and it's cool to see like the success of the Cavs without LeBron. Um, just showing you that I mean they still put the pieces together to, to to put themselves in a good spot. You know, so it's a good story. Yeah, uh, the the Bucks are looking amazing. Giannis is on a whole a whole another level this season. I think he's looking fantastic. Uh, Boston's looking great. Uh, we'll get we'll get more into Boston in just a second. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> hold your, hold your drinks, uh, that's that's those are over in the uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. We're talking about the Lakers, but uh, the Phoenix Suns are looking are looking excellent once again. Hey, how about Kyrie Irving? How about that? No oh, boy. Yeah. No. We'll, 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 hang on. <laughs> we got to talk about the teams who are who are actually doing good stuff. Yeah, uh, the Utah Jazz are doing really well. The Grizzlies, again, John Morant's emerging as one of the better players in the NBA right now. So I think I think he's looking that, that team's looking fantastic. Uh, the Magic are looking like trash. They are looking like trash, but you know, if, if, like there's so many teams right now that are just trying to tank for Verwan Banyama. 
So it means it's kind of the same with Grand Grand Assault. Like, like if, if you suck again, you, you, get, you get the number one pick again. It is what it is, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I look, but Pacheco's really good. I like Pacheco. Uh, my, my, the Spurs aren't doing, they're not doing awful, but they're not doing great either. They're 5-5 five and five right now, so. And Spurs that. fans are used to that type of mediocrity. Yes, we are. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yes, we are. No, no, I'm saying all those years you were good with, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, Dun- yeah Duncan and, Duncan uh, and Ginobili and Parker. Yeah, yeah, come on. yeah. and uh, we thought we had our new savior in Kawhi Leonard, but then he decided to be a dipshit and leave. Well, you're not a dipshit because he did, he didn't want to, he did win other titles with uh, Toronto, but still, like, why 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 did you leave Kawhi? I liked you. Yeah, I mean, but like what I meant is, I mean, they had a long run of being very successful. Yes. Two thousands, yeah. So. The so like the early 2010s, early to mid 2010s. So yeah, yeah. this is we're, we're, we're not a struggle organization, but yeah, we're not looking great. Uh, but yeah, we got to get some like some actual stuff mainly. Uh, everything. Well, two big stories right in there. First of a couple, actually. Okay, let's get into the, the, the easy one first. Uh, after the very disappointing start currently of uh, they're currently sitting at four and six, uh, they decided to part ways with uh, in, uh, not in term, uh, head coach Steve Nash. Uh, he uh, decided to well, not decided like they, they both mutually parted ways. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he did. Yeah, so he did that. Uh, the interesting thing about this is that the fact that I, I did read a story that they were looking to hire uh, Celtics head coach Ima Udoka. Oh, man, that's crazy, especially with all that stuff. You know, with with, with him being uh, suspended for a year or whatever, right? Wasn't he suspended for the year? He is. He he's still suspended for the year. And this guy's still making. Uh, hey, I'm just like I'm just I'm curious how that would work. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure. Like, like, would they appeal to the suspension? Would they? Because <laughs> technically, he's not on the Celtics anymore. So he is. How does that? How does that work? You know? Yeah, it's just like a weird thing because, like, because, like, yeah, he was. He's still. He's still technically under contract with with the Celtics. So weird. Yeah, it's such, it's such a strange thing. Uh, but uh, I mean. Look, compared to look, compared to what they had to deal with earlier, uh, I mean, I mean, I think Ime would do a really good job dealing with a lot of personalities in the uh, Celtics or, or the, the Nets organization. Mainly one Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, which is what we're going to get into right now. Did you see all the stipulations he has to do or whatever? There's like five different things. He yeah, I got, okay, so yeah. Uh, for, for just in case you hadn't heard, I imagine you have, but in case you haven't, uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, recently came under fire for saying some things that were anti-Semitic. Yeah, he's uh, coming off like a Mel Gibson character. Here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Keep, okay. So let's just <laughs> let's, let's just back up a little bit. Uh, he he took to Twitter to boost a movie called Hebrews to the Negroes, which is stuffed with anti-Semitic tropes. And, and isn't that movie like? Several years old. It so. is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, like, <laughs> why? You know. Uh, yeah. So uh, he was basically uh, basically had got accusations of uh, you know anti semitism as well as uh, misogyny uh, and well not linking uh, them with misogyny, homophobia, xenophobia, Islamophobia, and, and 
Oh, sorry, no, he, sorry. He was, he was linked. He was linked with it. All these things. Uh, so yeah, he recently came under a lot of fire from a lot of people, uh, which uh, resulted in a suspension uh, for uh, suspension for. I'm, I'm not sure how long his, his suspension was. Let me just. I think it was only like six games. It was six games. Six games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in addition, this is, this is everything Kyrie Irving has to do in order to get back to the team. He, like, yeah, yeah, he has to he has to apologize and condemn the movie. He has to donate five hundred thousand dollars to an to an anti hate cause. He has to take sensitivity training. He has to take anti Semitic training. He has to meet with ADL and the Jewish leaders, and he has to meet with Joe Sy to demonstrate his understanding of all this. This is, I mean. I have never seen a suspension like this in the and not even the NBA in sports. Like any, like ever. Like you have to do these different if if this then that, you have to like cross off all these little things that you do. I mean you know, you, you could you could have seen the, the writings on the wall before you you know what I mean, we're, we're trying to sh- you know, promote this, this film. Uh, you, you know you, you, you knew it wasn't gonna end well. Yeah, but like I, I didn't think I didn't. I, I wasn't gonna end. I didn't think this would. I didn't think this would happen. <laughs> I never thought this would happen. Yeah, not this huge blueprint of what to do when you're in a situation now to get back to. He's just. Boy, he seems like he's just like a cancer man. He is, and it's kind of it's kind of crazy that that KD elected Durant elected to stay there. Which is crazy because you thought for sure he would. I thought for I thought out. I thought for sure he was gone in the off season. I thought for sure he was never gonna play for Brooklyn again. I just—they had a good core put together there. Oh, they—they they had, they had an they had an excellent core between between Durant, yeah. between between Durant, uh, Katie, uh, Kyrie, and James Harden. Yeah, and like that was a team that was built to win a championship. And they completely just like, like literally like sabotage themselves. Like, yeah, like but between really between the vaccine between like the vaccine mandates and this like. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, he's just, he's off the wall. This reminds me of, like, almost, not to the extent, but, like, a T.O. situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's basically... He's doing more harm. He's basically the Kanye of basketball at this point. Pretty much. You're doing more harm than good to Which you. is funny. He, he, he also came under fire for, for anti-Semitic stuff recently. There you have it, so... Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's the world of basketball right now. Uh, moving over to college football, I just want to give uh, some props to my boys. University of Notre Dame, who Bennett do not only beat Clemson, they beat them handedly. They shut them out, didn't they? Twenty nothing. Uh, they, no, they didn't shut them out. They, they did. They did score. Oh, did they score? Because we were watching the Michigan game last night, um, and I was. I was. Oh uh, yeah. Final score was 30, 35 to fourteen. Oh, okay. Never mind. What one game I was actually pulling for you guys because uh, I just wanted them out of the top four. I didn't think they should have been in there in top four, Clemson, but uh, you know. AP poll loves those guys, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, congratulations to the uh, Notre Dame organization. Uh, did, did, Mich- did Michigan win? Yeah, they won uh, 42-17. That's right. Uh, it was funny because it was 17-14. Because uh, I, I, I had to work, and then I met uh, my wife and uh, her, her cousin and her, her friend and her new boyfriend. Uh, and when I came with all my Michigan garb on, uh, Rutgers hadn't scored any points, and Michigan scored like 28 unanswered or something like that. So I was like, "Yeah, holy you're shit, welcome. 52 you're to welcome. 17." I was like, "You're welcome." Yeah, because it was 17-14 when I went when I when I 
entered uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, and then, uh, yeah, they just turn on the show, and uh, they look really, really solid, for sure. It's funny seeing, like, just how lopsided college scores can be. <laughs> but you know what, though? Honestly, that you see situations where, like, look at, look at Ohio State. Play, they, I mean, Northwestern played them tight. That, that was a team that should have been blown out, and they only beat by two touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? So those big matchups, especially in a conference, are always – got to throw that stuff out the window. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, we, were, we were talking about this. Uh, uh, we saw fucking Tennessee, the number one seed, lose to Georgia, as we both, I, yeah. as we both, expect, as we both expected. Oh, I knew that it was absolutely going to happen. It was premature to even rank them number one. Uh, shame on them for even considering that because they beat Bama by three. Um, and how about LSU, man? Wow, what a game. Yeah, shit. Let's go for the two-point conversion. Balls to the wall. I like it. Uh, yeah, that was that was insane. Congratulations, LSU, for beating Alabama. You beat the boogeyman. Thank you. Yeah, they're pretty much eliminated from playoff contention. They are eliminated from playoff contention, I would assume. Thank Christ. Unless they run a buzzsaw through the playoffs and eke in there somehow. I just I can't see that happening with four undefeated teams still. Yeah. Uh, shit, yeah. Uh, and, uh, don't, 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 don't worry, though. Arizona football still sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. This is, this, is the, this is the cross we carry. I mean, I live near Pittsburgh, and Pitt, Pitt, Panthers aren't that Good either, so I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Looking at uh, some NFL, some NFL stuff. This is a nice day for me. Stress-free football, actually for you too, because I managed to play. No, I was supporting my uh, my boy Aiden Hutchinson with my Lions jersey, which uh, fuck it, which his, fucking worked because holy shit! And he got his first uh, career interception too yeah. off of Rogers, which I was really happy for. But uh, yeah, I just it, honestly, I, Ford Field is probably my new favorite football stadium that we've been to i just i really i just i just like it man it's just so it's just it's 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 beautiful it really is and i can't believe they beat the packers dude the packers just like look bad this year five in a row they've yeah they've lost five in a row craziness yeah but yeah what what a weird week i think uh, we would have had some uh we would have had some picks uh not come through yeah a couple yeah because i mean i I wouldn't pick the i would pick the packers i would have I would have picked the Packers, I would, but I would, have picked, I, would, I would have picked the Bills. We managed to lose to the Jets. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Who won the uh, Chiefs game? It was tied last I saw. It's still tied. Oh okay. Um, oh well, yeah. sorry. Chiefs, Chiefs are up by three. I hate the Chiefs. I hope right. they lose. <laughs> anyway, that might, that, might, that, might, that might be the game. Actually, did the game just end? You might have just. You might have just had a. This might have been a uh, sports sticker right here. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, no. Like, the, the game's over. Chiefs won. <laughs> Oh, well, that sucks. Um, yeah, but it was stress-free today. I woke up. I was like, yeah, the Niners can get well-rested, uh, get those injuries uh, back into healthy mode, hopefully, and uh, go to work against the Chargers next week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it is nice to have a bye, though, and just enjoy football and not have to have the stress of worrying about your team. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, the Bills the Bills lost, Raiders lost, the Jaguars. I don't I, as I said before, I, said again, I don't know how you trade for the best receiver in the league and somehow get worse. Yeah, and th- this is, fun fact for all the listeners, this is the third time this year that Vegas has had at least a 17-point lead. And, and blown it? Cra- three times 17-point lead this year. That's, That's crazy. Yeah, that, that, is, that is crazy. Especially, again, especially what you said, you trade for one of arguably the best receiver in the league, and, and you, you get, can't do anything. And you, yeah, and you somehow get worse. 
Oh, never mind the game. Oh, never mind the game's not over. Was that was that overtime? They wait. Did did their possession did their possession take eight minutes? All right, now I gotta look. Now you got me all got me all wondering here. What's going on? Holy holy crap! Okay, no. So okay, it is overtime. Four yeah, minutes no, left. You know, no. I because like I I saw there was four minutes left on the clock, and I thought, oh, so they probably they probably just like trade off possessions and they field goal. No, their their possession took five minutes. Wow! All that for a field goal? Yeah. That is, yeah, that is four insane. minutes left, and Tennessee got the ball. Uh, we'll see what happens. No, but yeah. So uh, aside from that, uh, Colts are Colts look awful. And if I'm Frank Wright, I'm very worried about my job. Yeah, uh, if I'm Frank Wright, I might step in and try to play quarterback. Um, <laughs> at, at, this point, at this point, you may as well. I mean, dude, he did have that miraculous comeback. Remember the Bills, uh, that big comeback that they had, that one of the biggest comebacks uh, in NFL history, I believe. Reich was the uh, quarterback because I think oh, Jim right. Kelly was out. Yes, you're right. Who did they play? Was that the Oilers? It might have been, actually. I don't remember, but it might have been. Okay, well, we'll have to get back. We'll have to circle around to that. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, speaking of teams who just gone down the tube, the fucking Rams look awful. Yeah, really bad. Um, 100,000 yards, uh, Mr. T- or no, what it was yeah, hundred thousand yards amassed, Mr. T B legend. Yeah, between between offs between Pl- playoffs, and playoffs, yeah. Uh yep, uh, you know, only only real legends don't score in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's funny. I, he I I don't mean today, like Tom Brady this season is like the anti Westbrook of the NFL. <laughs> he can only produce in the fourth quarter, if at yeah. all. Yeah, I, but honestly, and I, I I can say this, uh, you know, just you know, being a Brady fan, but their team looks lackluster. Like in the, the first the, couple quarters, the Bucks look fucking play, awful too. They, they play from behind constantly, um, and it's crazy because look at the weapons that he has. Exactly. Um, definitely hurting not having Gronk as a tight end to bail you out though, because uh, he he made a lot of those, <clears throat> you know, third down catches and stuff like that when when you need the clutch moments and clutch catches. But I, I seem this team just doesn't doesn't have that fire. Uh, no, yeah, they, they really don't. <laughs> Tom Brady, undefeated since getting divorced. Undefeated and first place with a uh, sub-500, uh, 4-5. and five. Get your first place in the uh, South there. Is, are they in first place? Yep. How does that work? Oh, well, yeah. Because They beat the Falcons. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why. That's how they're in first place. And you have the Saints and the Panthers who are awful, so it helps having shit. And also, in yeah, the division. and also uh, Atlanta, Atlanta again against the Chargers. Yeah, like I said, this this has been a really weird year. It has, and we're, we're not even half. Think of like we're not even halfway through. Well, okay, no, well, well, ne- as, well as, as today, we're, as today we're halfway through, but like we're barely yeah. halfway through, and all this shit's still going wrong. Yeah, because it's like <clears throat> like somebody took and like. Put the standings upside down of how things would play out. You know what I mean? It, it's really weird. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, looking ahead to next week, oh, Thursday night's gonna be rough. We got Falcons versus Panthers. I won't. I, I could tell you 125 percent positive. I will not watch football on Thursday. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm just being honest. Those Thursday night matchups suck. They're, they're fucking, off. They're they are garbage. They're straight. Trash. They're so bad. I'm not sure who pick, who picked these games. Yeah, and it seems like they're like bad division matchups. But I will go with Atlanta just for the sake of having to pick a team. I'll go Atlanta too. Uh, Sunday, Saints versus Steelers coming off a bye. Uh, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going Pittsburgh. 
This is, this is, this is going to be our get right game. It's going to be our starts. I think, yeah, right. I'm going to go with you guys because the Saints are fucking trash. Yeah, uh, Seahawks versus Buccaneers. I cannot believe I'm saying this. But I'm taking, I'm taking Geno Smith to beat the Bucks. I'm taking TB12. Uh, the Seahawks, the Seahawks looked way better than the, than the Bucks have this year. Like, it's not, and it's not it's, even close. No, I know. I just, I just think that uh, if we're going to go quarterback, quarterback, I, I, I think I, I don't know. I just, I feel like Tampa Bay can absolutely beat Seattle. I don't think Geno Smith has performed way better than Tom Brady this year. No, I'll give you that. And like, it's I not just, even close. But I mean. They beat a lackluster Arizona team today. I mean, it's I don't know. To me, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not sold on the Seahawks. I still think that uh, absolutely beatable. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll ride this out. I'm gonna, I'll go Tampa Bay, like, and I won't like, call you, that you, an upset alert. You do realize as having the first week, they put up like over over 25 points in almost every single one of their games, right? Who Seattle? Yes. I mean, like other okay. than two weeks, they put up a 25 points in every single game. I'm still gonna ride out the bucks. It's ridiculous. You ridiculous. <laughs> uh, this was actually a lucky interesting matchup. We got the Vikings versus the Bills. Two teams, the two young teams that are emerging as like true playoff contenders. Not just playoff, but Super Bowl contenders. I'm gonna give Minnesota. Minnesota's really? been more consistent. Yeah, I think Cousins have been playing really well, dude. Uh, they they look really good on uh, on paper and just on when I've seen them. Uh, they look pretty pretty solid team. I think, I, I, think. I, think the, I think the Jets are going to leave, uh, leave a bad taste. Losing the Jets are going to leave a bad taste in the Bills' mouth. I'm going the Bills. But keep in mind, also, Minnesota has a five-game lead in their division, too. So um, this could be the definite, like, let's, you know, step on the throat of all the, you know, other division foes there. I, I don't know. I, I, I go Minnesota on this one. I think it's going to be a tight one, but I think Minnesota ekes us out. Lions versus Bears. Oh my! <laughs> just, throw, just throwing the Bengals, making a thing a three-way game. Hell yeah! Um, Justin feels so good today, though, because I watched. He looks him, really uh, good. Like I, uh, I watched honestly, the game. Like, like, like real talk, yeah. like he, he might need to switch to running back because he like he's a way better runner than he is a passer. He set the record for uh, single rushing yards by a uh, NFL quarterback in a in a game. He beat Michael Vick's record. Yeah, which is, um, which is insane. Which is crazy because you think of all the mobile quarterbacks that we've had, like your Lamar Jackson, like you know your even Kaepernick, RG three, like yeah, RG three. It's crazy to see that they, that nobody even came close to that. But um, no, feels look good today. Uh, I thought, I mean, uh, again, he's just Claypool was a big addition for them. Um, he's gonna get, he's gonna get more play. Oh my god, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna get more play when. He's there long because like he's he's only been a Chicago Bear for like a couple couple couple. Days. Yeah, so that's like a McCaffrey thing. You don't know the playbook, you know. He's, you're he's gonna, limited. He's, he's going to become a really bigger do. part of the offense when he gets more comfortable with the playbook and more, yeah. more comfortable with you know the scheming and stuff. But so yeah, but they look good. They put points up. They put thirty two up today. They did. So, but I will go with uh, man. Uh, Lions defense looked pretty good though, man. I don't know. I, this is I, gonna be I, a I think I think it's less like the Lions defense looking good and, and Green Bay's offense looking sluggish again. Yeah, I don't know. I, this, could be, this could be a tight matchup. I I would like to see the Lions obviously, but I think I'm gonna have the Bears with a slight edge. Don't be surprised though if the Lions do come back like with an upset here. But I'm gonna go Chicago. Uh, Broncos versus Titans. I got Titans all day on this one. Titans. The Broncos are absolutely awful. Um, did you see the meme? It has Russell Wilson, and he's looks disappointed. Oh, it's like it, he, he lost the bye week by ten by two points. Lost the bye week by three points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, the Broncos. Oh, the awful. Broncos would find a way to lose the bye weeks. But yeah, I'm also going uh, the Titans <laughs> yeah. on this one. 
No, yeah, mostly because sure. mostly because uh, Derrick Henry is looking like stellar once again. The king, oh yeah. I mean, he's he's literally had a hundred like win or lose, he's had a hundred yards in every single one of the last. Hold on, let's see one. Keep one, in mind two, the last three, the first four, couple five, weeks six. he wasn't even in the top five. No, he wasn't. He's he's had, he's had a hundred yards in every single one of the last six games. Up to what Nick Chubb, I think was the was the leader last I saw. I think as of right now, he's past he's past Chubb. That's only because oh, the Bra- that's, well, that's only because the Browns are on a bye week this week. True, but King Henry's coming back to the throne though. So oh no, he he is he, like if I'm Chubb, I'm worried about King, King Henry coming coming for my spot. Sure. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Jaguars versus Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs. Chiefs. Jacksonville, man. Ugh. Uh, Broncos versus Dolphins. Um, I mean, I got the Dolphins on this one. Ends up, my wife uh, is is in glory with. Uh, they look and they look good though. They, they look they, really good. They look really good. Tua is really showing, and I have said it before. I said Tua was I think was the answer to what they needed. Um, he's really well. The thing is, like the the thing that proved that Tua was the guy it was the thing that he did in the field. It's, it's how bad the offense looked without him. Oh, dude. Yeah, you could even like with, especially with Hill and Waddle, you can't even. And then they keep in mind they just got Jeff Wilson from the Niners. Um, that adds a little bit of a dynamic, obviously, with the uh, the tandem of uh, ex Niner running backs, Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they look they look solid. Uh, Giants versus Texans. This feels like a trap game. This could be a trap game, but I'm going to go with the G Men. What, what a time man. to be alive for New York football! Right. <laughs> Literally every every team in New York has a positive record. Craziness. Yeah, I also got the G-Men on this one. Uh, Colts versus Raiders. This is a question like what wins out, the awful or the more awful? <laughs> I'm just going to go with Raider Nation on this one. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis is bad, man. They, they look really, really bad. Uh, the Raiders don't reflect the talent that they have by the record. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's crazy that this is how they – this is the record, you know? Oh, and, you're, you're, um, you're telling me a team with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro and Max Crosby yeah. and Chandler Jones is better than two and six? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I at least give you at least like four and three. At least <laughs> at least care a little bit. I'll give you a, a, a bump over 500. But uh, this two and six stuff is just completely it's – a, it's abysmal. Uh, things might not be getting easier for the for the Packers. I'm also going to the Raiders. Things might not be getting easier for the Packers because next week you're playing the Cowboys. Wow. Yeah, and I hate the Cowboys. I hate both teams. So this is a battle of, well, I got to go with who I think obvious, though, by the way that they've been playing. Dallas has just been, their defense has been playing lights out. Um, Aaron Rodgers looks completely clueless out there. He's, he's out Cobb. And I think what his other receiver just twisted and rolled an ankle. I think Dobbs. Yeah, Dobbs, Dobbs got hurt. Uh, he he rolled an ankle or whatever, so he might be down a couple guys. I'm gonna go with the the uh, the Cowboys handedly on this one. I'd be surprised if they don't win by at least more than ten. This does, this this also has like the making of a trap game. Also going Dallas by because he's being a, being like a sneaky trap game. Yeah, for sure. I could see because I could see Rogers throwing six touchdowns. I mean, you, it just depends on what if you this, get. If it, this is the one where he throws six touchdowns, yeah. oh, absolutely. This this would be the this would be the this is like kind of what you said. This is like the perfect part of the schedule where they could have their turnaround, and this is the game that does it. You know what I mean? But uh, I just like I said, I think Dallas by at least ten. I'll be surprised. Uh, Cardinals versus Rams. I don't. I, I haven't been impressed with either team, but I've been no. less impressed with the Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals. 
I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, I just no, I'm, I'm I, sorry. I, I was going Rams. I'm going Rams. I, I kind of figured you were. I was like, what the hell? No, I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, they've just when they when they're on, they're better on. I just really haven't seen that Arizona on yet. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that uh, LA's defense is a lot better than Arizona's. Uh, yeah, I got uh, the Rams on this one. Uh, Chargers versus 49ers. Stick with the stick with the uh, the Niners. Uh, you know, obviously. I'm also kind of leaning Niners too, especially especially looking how they struggled against uh, fucking Atlanta today. And, and the fact that they're going to be getting a ton of help coming back off the bye week. Uh, this this is going to be the the Niners. Hopefully, this is the Niners team that you see that really starts to strike fear in the NFC. Hopefully, but we'll see what happens. Uh, definitely Niners on this one. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it for the wonderful world of sports. Now move on to Trailer Talk. Got a couple things to talk about today. Uh, first of which, we got a repeat of this one. Uh, this is the, at long last, second trailer for Avatar 2. Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, this is, again, the sequel to 2009's Avatar that's been seemingly in the works since 2009. We're only now, we're only now seeing it. Uh, what's this movie about? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, can, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but, uh, bunch of blue. A <laughs> bunch of blue. Blue on blue on blue. Uh, blue, on blue. All your favorites are back. You got uh, that guy and Zoe Saldana and uh, Stephen Lang somehow, even though he died in the first one. Sigourney Weaver, she's back, but you know she's not playing the same character. She's playing a teenager. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an idea that we had. Uh, also joining uh, Kate Winslet in the movie. Sure. Uh, Cliff Curtis, he's in it. Uh, other people, allegedly. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I'm just so in the wake of this film. I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of this movie. I really don't. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things you just have to see it just to find out what's going on. Um, but, like, I'm, sh- I'm, struggling to, I'm struggling to just, like, care about this movie. I mean, it looks beautiful on a screen, though. No, like, I mean, it, I, it, it I looks great. Sure. Like, but, like... Is it, is my, I remember watching just like another the camera production. I'm just like I have not seen a movie that looked this beautiful that I couldn't care less about since Alita. Yeah, yeah, and I, Alita was a really I really enjoyed that movie. It's a shame. Maybe, that, maybe, uh, maybe I need to give it another chance because like I thought it was like okay when I saw it. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, like this this would be absolutely something to see in 3D. Um, I, like I said, when I saw the first one in 09, it was just really breathtaking and beautiful. Again, this was something. This was like 3D had just started coming around being more popular you know so 14 years down the road 3d isn't as big as it used to be obviously that dawn of the dead was the last one i saw i saw last week like, I what, saw like, the what's, original. What's, what's the last new movie you saw in 3d the last new movie i saw in 3d God, no. i couldn't even tell you i know mine was that was the new doctor strange i, I like, couldn't tell you like i, I said dawn i went the, out of my yeah. way but like that's kind of my point like what's what's the last like thing you went out of your way seeing 3d and that's the thing. It's not like it used to be in 09. Like I said, Dawn of the Dead I thought was really cool. I had never seen the original. And it was filmed in Monroeville, right down to, right outside of Pittsburgh. Um, but I thought that, that I thought that the, some of the 3D stuff was really cool in that movie. And, and I, it was like a really laid-back, chill zombie flick. I really, I really did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, kind of what you said. You just don't really go to the 3D movies anymore. You know what I mean? Um, but this one's obviously specifically tailored towards that, so I think I'd be more inclined to, you know what I mean, spend the extra money and go see it in 3D. 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm definitely going to be seeing it in 3Ds because you know, I, 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 I want you know, I want to see how I want to see this through what Cameron wants me to see it as. That way, when I judge for being bullshit, I, I'm like, okay, you know, I I did what you asked, and it still yeah. sucked up. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give it its fair shake. If it's some good shit, I'll say it's some good shit. But oh, nothing I've seen has convinced me from this movie. Now, this is where your segue is. Speaking of, if you were able to see this movie in 3D, Netflix just released a trailer for dot, dot, dot. Okay, sure. Why not? Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go into it. This is, this, is, this is the first trailer for Troll on Netflix. This feels like a Roland Emmerich film. It kind of it kind of does. I ain't going to lie. Uh, <laughs> this is directed by uh, Roar Uthang, the guy who did... I'm sorry, Uthog, the guy who did Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider. Uh, Which I liked. That's fine. Uh, uh, when an ancient troll is awakened in a Norwegian mountain, a ragtag group of heroes must come together to try and stop it from wreaking deadly havoc. Stars, literally nobody you recognize. Uh, this is a... Uh, yeah. Oh, it's in English? That's right, it is in English. <laughs> this is all, you know, because it stars like a bunch of like Norwegian-sounding people, and the director, I think, I, th- I think he's Norwegian. Yeah, he is Norwegian. I thought it was going to be in Norwegian, but like, oh, no, you're right, it was in English. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think of the Trail Patrol, Russell? Oof. Uh, this looks interesting. I feel like they spent a lot of money on this movie. It feels like it, doesn't it? I mean, did it not look like one of those big, over-the-top blockbuster no, like, disaster Ab- films? Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the vibe I got. And I mean, it, it looks. I'm kind of honestly, I'm I'm kind of intrigued enough to watch it. Yeah, no, same. I'm, I'm kind of looking intrigued because you, know, you, you, you ever see the original <laughs> the original troll? No, I have not. Uh, are you seen Troll Two? I have not. You never seen Troll Two? I have not. Oh my god! Like it, it's kind of crazy. Like like Troll Two is more famous than the, than the original troll. I mean, I've heard of them. I just, I never just came around. Was it? Is it about like the same premise, like a giant troll? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Never mind then. Uh, this is like it's like a, it's, it's it, like a like a regular sized troll like in like regular society, but like but, troll, oh. but like troll two is like known for being like one of the most awful movies ever made. Okay. Well, we'll have to. Well, and then that that would add perfectly to 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 check out sometime then. Yeah, like there there like sure have so many movies called troll. It's kind of ridiculous. I thought they would have like a troll type, almost like a, a leprechaun film. You know what I mean? Where tro- like you get trolls that kill, you know? <laughs> troll, troll in the hood. Yeah. Troll, so, yeah, troll so. in space. I'm just trolling. <laughs> <laughs> trolling. You just call it trolling. Trolling. Uh, but yeah, now uh, troll is set for release on Netflix, uh, December first, twenty twenty-two. Next show we're talking about. This you can, you cannot watch on Netflix, and it's not in three D. Uh, this is the truth. <laughs> Look at that! Look at that segue. <laughs> you could, after you're done listening to this, you can literally put it on uh, Apple Plus. Uh, is it? Oh, I guess, I guess you know where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is the trailer for Causeway. Uh, so Causeway is an upcoming uh, drama starring Jennifer Lawrence. Who I'm like, if I can feel like I haven't seen her in anything in a while, then I realize, oh wait a minute, no, I literally saw her in something last year. <laughs> That, yeah, I, I feel the same way though. It's been like I feel like far removed from her. Yeah, uh, but she plays a soldier who's going through experiences a traumatic brain injury during her tour in Afghanistan, which which forced her to return home, and then she just and it's about her struggles to return back to her daily life. Uh, like I said, so Jennifer Lawrence, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, among other people. Uh, Ross, what do you think the trailer for Causeway? I actually might watch this after we're done recording, or at least try to start it. Oh, is it, um, is it, it on already? Looks- oh, it's on already. 
Yeah, it looks it looks okay. I, I think uh, um, Garner looks like she delivers a really solid performance. So Lawrence. What? You said Garner. Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence. Jesus, Lord. See where I'm at. Um, maybe I won't watch it. Um, no, uh, Lawrence and you know Brian Tyree Henry look like they put, put like solid performances. Like a, I didn't. Even, I didn't even realize this is already this is already out, or else, or else I would have put it on the list. No, that's okay. That's fine. I mean, literally. like it was literally the other day that it came out. So, yeah. uh, but I'm down to watch it though. Yeah, but it's on Apple TV Plus. Like right now, go watch it. Yeah, I do want to see. I've, I've heard it's really good, so I do want to see it. Uh, and last trailer we're talking about. Uh, speaking of streaming, is for a Christmas story. Christmas. Yeah, really uh, taking re- re- really taking the cake with these bad sequel titles. Oh boy! Excuse me. Hey, at least they're filming it in Cleveland again. It looks like. Is this is that where this is filmed? I mean, I mean, because well, the original was in Cleveland. Uh, but anyways, this is oh, it was Cleveland, wasn't it? You're right. Yeah. This is the direct sequel to a Christ- a Christmas story, uh, in which. Peter Billingsley. There have been several sequels in the past, but this is the only one to feature the original Ralphie Peter Billingsley, uh, who was who was you know, Ralphie in the first one. Uh, features a bunch of people from the from the first one actually. Uh, let's see, uh, yeah, Scott Schwartz who played Flick is back in this one. Uh, R. R. D. Rob who played uh, Schwartz in the original is back in this one. Uh, Zach Ward Farkas he's back in this one. Uh, but yeah, basically it's about. Uh, Takes place 30 years after the original Christmas stories. It places about the mid 70s. Ralphie goes back to. Uh, it's Indi- I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, it wasn't fucking. Cleveland. It was Indiana, not Cleveland. No, it was filmed in Cleveland. It was filmed in Cleveland. Yes, they based it in Indiana, but it was filmed in Cleveland. We've okay, gone to the house, house numerous times. I was, I was confused for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, what? <laughs> sorry. But yeah, and I don't understand why they just didn't keep it. You know what I mean? Keep it in Ohio. I don't. I don't understand why. It was kind of stupid. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it is weird. Uh. Wait a minute! What? No, this wasn't. This was what the fuck? This was. This wasn't John Clue. This shot in fucking Bulgaria. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. What? Okay, because I saw the the Christmas Story house, and it looks like because we've been there numerous times, and uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. That, that's what really the hell? <laughs> why would you? Why would you? Yeah, it's a shot in Hungary and Bulgaria. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't understand how. I don't understand why. Okay. Okay. Then. Yeah, basically, uh, he goes back home after the death of his death of his father, and basically about him trying to put up put together Christmas. Uh, also, along for the ride, this one uh, I thought it was her. I, 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 need, I need confirmation. It was uh, Julie Haggerty. Uh, she was gonna be playing gonna be playing uh, Ralphie's mother because I think the original actress is no longer with us as well. And uh, Aaron Hayes, who I am who I am a fan of, uh, I think she's very funny. Be playing Ralphie's wife. So uh, Russell, uh, we actually did, we actually did kind of we touched upon a, we had one episode where we talked about our favorite Christmas movies. Yours with Christmas Vacation, mine with Christmas Story. Uh, so I'll go to you first. What do you think of the trailer for this? And are you excited for a, a, a Christmas Story Christmas? I mean, just maybe the feels of it because uh, again, keep in mind I was late to the party. No pun intended to our upcoming guests. How about that? <laughs> do you like that? Look at that plug. Oh. Um, oh. But I was late. All, uh, uh, I know, man. Um, I was. I literally hadn't watched it until I met Beck in 2013. Uh, so I had never watched it. I knew it was always on uh, TBS or TNT, whatever, for the 24-hour marathon. Uh, I just never watched it. 
so finally, obviously, she got me to watch it, and then that's kind of like a holiday tradition that we have now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoy the, the, the original. Um, this one, I just, I don't know. It, it's trying to respark the magic of the first one. Um, I just don't know. It doesn't look very good. Uh, but I mean, I'll watch it just because, hey, I mean, it's a Christmas story, you know, it's, you know, uh, Billings is back for it. So let's, let's give it a shot, but it doesn't, uh, man, it doesn't look very good. I mean, I'm, I'm look, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> not yeah. going to lie. I love Christmas story. I'm yeah. Excited. I'm excited by the, by the, by the, uh, novelty of having Billings play Ralphie again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for, I don't think it'll be great, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it well enough. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, oh wow, I, forgot, I didn't realize this. Apparently, like this is a story that, that Billingsley he wrote. Huh. Yeah, he, I did see filming locations. It did have Cleveland on, on, on top of Ontario and Bulgaria. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. So they'll probably they're probably doing obviously the Christmas Story house. I would imagine obviously is your Cleveland, and then all the other exteriors would probably be Toronto and and uh, Bulgaria, which is. That's so crazy. It's like a little place to go to film Christmas Story. Where, where are we going to go? Bulgaria. What? It's like, what? Uh, but yeah, the Cipher release directly on HBO Max, November 17th, 2022. That's going to do it for our trailer talk. We now move on to Notorious News. Uh, first thing we're talking about, I think the story is just hilarious. Apparently, uh, we were talking last week about how James Gunn is going to be heading up uh, DC Studios now. Uh, do you know who was originally offered the job, Russell? Who's that? Kevin Feige. <laughs> Really? Wow. Love literally called Feige to offer what? the job. That, that's been crazy. And he just, I, I would love to have heard that conversation of how that went. Yeah. But that's crazy. You want to have your hand in like the whole entire gambit of comic books and of, you know, oh, that's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's a, fu- a funny aspect. We're going to talk about more about some Marvel stuff later. Uh, something I do want to talk about real quick, though. We've got to talk about. Uh, Father Stu reborn. Uh, so, in case you, in case some of you didn't see it, I know that's a, a lot of you who didn't. Uh, there was a Mark Wahlberg film that came out earlier this year called around Easter called Father Stu. I uh, saw it. I, I saw it too. About uh, a boxer turned actor turned Jesuit priest <laughs> turned Catholic turned Catholic priest <laughs> uh, until he uh, suffers from from, a, uh, from IBM. Uh, well, yeah, it came, it came out, uh, did reasonably well. Uh, yeah. Made, I didn't realize it only cost four million dollars. Uh, Twenty twenty one point six on a four million dollar budget. Uh, it was announced a few weeks uh, a while ago that there's going to be a PG thirteen because the movie for being a movie about Christ, about uh, you know faith, a faith based film technically in aspects. Uh, it was rated R. Uh, it's announced there's going to be a PG thirteen version called Father Stu Reborn that will be released on December 9th, twenty twenty two, just in time for Christmas. Uh, I yeah, okay. I don't. I mean, I understand why, just because you get more eyes on it. But release I, the clean version. I don't know what. Yeah, I think the, the, the most interesting thing about that movie is the fact that it was rated R. Well, that's the whole intrigue to the character. His character was really lived a loud life and then settled down. I mean, that's your whole your backdrop of your story. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how you do away with. I don't know. And like it's like a lot of cursing too. I don't know how you're gonna. I don't know. I'm very curious to see how they how this is that. I'm not gonna go watch it. I've already I've already seen it one time. I'm good. But it's, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand that. But yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. For all you families who want to go see uh, Father Stew, there you go. Merry Christmas. Uh, next story we're gonna be talking about. 
Uh, we got to, we got to about uh, Netflix's ad tier. Uh, we found out that uh, recently Netflix launched a uh, ad supported tier, which like, I think I think it's like six, seven bucks, seven bucks a month, maybe eight, in which you you had you have access to Netflix, but it would have ads with it. Uh, ironic, considering the ad tier is around what the subscription for the everything used to cost. Yeah, because it used to be like nine bucks a month, like eight, nine bucks. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, what I, what I don't think people realize that there are certain shows that are not support that are not <laughs> supported on the ad tier. These occasionally shows that are not available to watch on the ad tier of Netflix: uh, The Crown, Cobra Kai, Arrested Development, Breaking Bad, The Good Place, Grey's Anatomy, House of Cards, How to Get with Murder, New Girl, Peaky Blinders. So that's like all your big. That's like majority of your big shows. Yeah, I guess I guess Stranger Things is is available. I mean, that's crazy. My, yeah, question, my I, question is like, if like if you're not gonna, I just I mean I get it, but like if you're not getting everything anyway, why would you why would you even pay for Ad Deer? I I wouldn't. I would I would spend the extra couple bucks to to rid that and get access to everything. I mean that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, this is a movie that doesn't. In in a world where like Netflix is like hemorrhaging money and subscribers, this is this is not the move. No. Uh. Yeah, and there's that. Uh, next thing we're gonna be talking about. Speaking of, uh, speaking of, speaking of Netflix, uh, it was announced that they're going to be doing a. Well, I don't know if you've watched watched on the ad tier if you have it. It was that they're going to be doing a gentleman sequel series. Uh, that is uh, the sequel to the gentleman that uh, Guy Ritchie did. Yeah, Guy Ritchie did in 2020, I think. Yeah, it, it's funny because it, you're having the same problem I'm having because once COVID happened, once it's like COVID all those happened, movies like started to... Everything's like, like, like the time was just like all completely off. It was like three years were like crammed into one year. It's like you don't even know. It's like what just happened, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's there's that. Uh, we also got some actors attached to it. Uh, Theo James of the Hunger Games movies. Not the Hunger Games, sorry. Divergent. Yeah, same shit. Uh, but also Giancarlo Esposito is also Ooh. going to be in it. All right. So yeah, what do you think of a, a gentleman sequel series? Sure. I mean, I, the movie I, I enjoyed. Um, is Guy Ritchie having any involvement in this? Uh, let me double check on that because I'm actually not positive. Uh, let's see. The gentleman television series. Uh, it looks like he is not going to be involved. Wait. Yes. Yes. He. Okay. He is involved. Uh, right. Actually, there's more people. About. Vinnie Jones is going to be in it. Caius Cotillaro is going to be in it. Peter Serafinowicz is going to be in it. Wow. All so, right. So yeah, I mean, I can dig it. Like I said, I, I like the movie fine. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious enough to see what they what they do with it, but why not? I'm down. Uh, yes, uh, this is set for a release, like I said, on Netflix at some point. Who knows? Who knows when? Uh, I also forget that Theo James is, in fact, British. Yeah. Uh, next thing we're going to be talking about is, uh, speaking of streaming shows, uh, we found out that uh, there's going to be a Camp Crystal Lake show. Oh, uh, I did see this. From A24 uh, going to Peacock, which I thought was interesting, uh, being yeah. created by Brian Fuller, which, which is what got me, because Brian Fuller is created. Like, he's, cr- he's created the genesis of so many great shows that would go on to have like great lives or immediately get canceled. Yeah, because uh, you know some of the shows he did, like Pushing Daisies, which which I loved, uh, Dead Like Me, which was which was excellent, American Gods, uh, I love I love the first season of it, everything after that, eh. 
which is after he left, which is funny because like he always starts shows and then like he gets he gets like he, he leaves over creative differences. Like I guess like you might be like a hard guy to work with. I'm not sure. I don't know the guy. It seemed like it. Uh, also, yeah, because like he, he, was, he was the co-creator of Star Trek, but of uh, the new Star Trek show Discovery, but he left that before that even, that even aired. Uh, and also, uh, he developed Hannibal. So like this is a guy who like he he, he really knows his way around television. So uh, Russell, what do you, th- what do you think of uh, the idea of a Camp Crystal Lake show? I'm down. Um, I, I think that they already. I mean, obviously the American Horror Story, the uh, 1980s or whatever, kind of. Uh, parodied that a lot a lot of the basis of that um i just feel like it was just so i don't know i just felt like a lot of it was just unoriginal um but i'm totally down because i like a24's creativity they really don't have a certain i mean they dabble in everything that's the thing i like about them they, they allow uh their um artists to be more you know to be creative there's no boundaries you know what i mean and I and I like that. And I think this is you know I think obviously Friday Thirteenth holds itself into a spot where you could do that. You could you could do these like, you know, weekly serials or whatever you have or however you want to do it. And I think it's smart. And like I said, it lends itself perfect to that type of uh, story. You know what I mean? No, yeah, absolutely. I think that this is. I, I think this is really. If this was announced by anybody else, I'd be like, eh, I don't care. But the fact that it's A twenty four and Brian Fuller, yeah. I'm just like, okay. I'm in yeah. You got me. Yeah, because I feel like A24, honestly, like, and I'm not just being, like, you know, fangirling. I, I, A24, literally, I have, haven't seen too many movies that I haven't really not liked. You know what yeah. I mean? There's a couple, but, I mean, it, the for the most part, they're usually, they're hits. The surprising thing for me about this is the fact that it's going to Peacock and not Apple TV+, Plus, which is, like, where A24's stuff usually, their TV especially, where that usually goes. Yeah, a little little crazy here. I don't know if that's something, maybe a sign of things to come, maybe. I don't know. That's, it, it is a little weird that Peacock would yeah. be the one getting this. It might be something to do specifically with Friday 13th. I'm not positive, but either way, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how this, how this whole thing turns out. Uh, next thing we are going to be looking at, as uh, we're talking about the week in uh, physical media, some things that just hit physical recently. Uh, one, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, actually, let's, let's talk about right now. Yeah, let's, let's go one by one. So, yeah, Top Gun Maverick uh, did hit digital this past, this past week. Uh, both, of that, both, both of us saw it. Uh, it's one, It's still my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely up there for me. Um, it's just a really but great... The, the, the fact oh, that yeah. it took... It, this movie came out in May. The fact that it had like a six-month shelf life in theaters is just insane. Yeah, because yeah, you don't see that a whole lot anymore. Um you don't, and you know I, I still they it's still it's still out in some theaters, um, which just just shows you how well it's been received and how much it's just been a juggernaut. You know what I mean? But uh, I I enjoy the film. Um, I think it was you know a fantastic sequel. I, I I really the first one was okay. Like I you know I'm I'm like eh with the first Top Gun, but I mean I thought this I one didn't, was really I did I did not know that actually. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was okay. Like, I, I'm not like, oh my god, it's the greatest Tom Cruise movie ever. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, not the greatest, I, but I but I love the first Top Gun. I mean, it, it's okay, but um, I I really did enjoy this one a lot. Um, you know, and uh, it's definitely worth, absolutely worth getting for sure. Uh, another one that's coming out into the physical this past week, uh, Hunk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, which, did you see that one? I did not see that. I'm kind of hoping you saw that one. I did see it, actually. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, so this is, this is a movie, uh, about two, pre, uh, you know, two a husband and wife who run a uh, mega church, 
and basically it's about the story of their attempt to come back after a scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see it just because I, I was interested on the premise and the strength of the two, of the two actors. Uh, it's inconsistent, but I don't think it's not worth seeing. Okay. Like, uh, Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall are both fantastic in the film. I think there's some really great moments and some really interesting uh, story and writing bits in it. Uh, it was something I wanted to see in theaters, but I think it was one of those ones that was rushed out in a couple of weeks because it didn't do too well. Yeah, it, did, it didn't do well at all. Uh, I think the biggest problem with the filmmaking is... Uh, the, big, the biggest problem... Uh, the, big, the biggest problem with uh, Hong is, in my opinion, is the fact that I think that there's no commitment to one idea because like a lot of it's told uh, via... A lot of it is structured like a mockumentary. Okay. But the thing is, only sometimes... Okay, like, so you don't know when we're we're doing. No, the, no, no, the, no. You you know you know exactly. Oh, okay. You know when it's because like, like they do a good job of, of like using like camera angles and like aspect ratios, like, getting you to understand when okay. something is like sh- being shot by the mockumentary crew or something is like behind the scenes. But okay. it just feel if and it feels like they did that because there were scenes they wanted to include, but they didn't know how to make it work in a mockumentary. Oh, format. I see. So they kind of try to f- okay. So like they they just like their time where they just like abandon it just like cold turkey. Okay, it's it's it's, it's it's strange, but again, some of those moments that that you do have outside of that are my, are my favorites in the entire movie. Like there's one scene of them in a car uh, that I'm not going to spoil, but it is just it's some of the one of the biggest laughs I've had all year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do think it's interesting enough. I think it's still on Peacock, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I think if I had to rate this one, I would definitely say rent it. Have you seen that? Uh, you won't be alone. You won't be. No, I haven't. Okay, I heard stuff about that. I was kind of curious how that was. Uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, like, top. We should, we should, we should, we start, we start doing that, or like, like, you know, just like, like, buy it, rent it. Uh, okay. Buy yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It, well, so, for, I mean, top, I mean, Maverick, obviously, buy it. Buy it. Yeah. Uh, Humphrey G's, I would say rent it. Uh, the next one, I'm hoping. I'm. I. I think I know you saw because. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I. I. I, I didn't recognize what the movie was. And I was like, what the, what the hell's ever after happy? I'm like, oh yeah. Oh wait a minute. I know. This is. I, I. I got into this. Thank you to Netflix for having the three films uh, on there. Um, these YA, uh, like watered down, or they're almost like a yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, it, it's. Oh, I don't know. It's. It's so bad. It's. It's like it's soap opera esque. That to where I'm. I'm curious enough to watch it. Do you know what I mean? I'll admit it. Um, and then this one's the the fourth installment of the series. Um, I did go see in the theater. I was probably the only older male in the movie. I'm pretty sure. Um, I, I just find it hilarious. This movie started off like Harry Styles. It's kind of it's it was Harry Styles fan fiction. That's Harry what my Styles stepdaughter said. Fiction. Yeah, that's what my daughter or my stepdaughter said. Yeah, McKenna was like, um, that's what it started as. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's something that's. I don't know. It's probably so bad, but like I don't know. I watch it and I'm like I'm curious. And then they they add insult to injury. I had to get up to go to the bathroom. I come back and the credits are rolling. <laughs> I missed I missed the fucking ending you of the movie. The I, was so, I was so pissed. So I'm so like, oh, will, will this be yeah. rented for you just just so you can see how it ends? Yeah, for sure. I'll probably end up buying it because I have the other three. Don't tell anybody. Oh my god, you you do. Yeah, I got a lot. Of, you know what though? I I do buy a lot of movies though. Beck will absolutely tell you that. I just I enjoy my physical media collection. I I, I don't know. I mean I have I, have, I weird. haven't seen this after, but I've seen the first two. And if this yeah, is anywhere near level the first two, I'm just like no, just shelve it. Don't don't and, even don't even attempt. 
and I love the cheesy music. I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks this way. I don't know. And then, like I said, I'm really attracted to the, the main girl, and it's pretty attractive. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know how long we're riding the series out. Um, I think they're making a couple more. Are they really? I, I believe so. Yeah, I believe they are. Already what is the next one? What, what is the next one going to be called? After Ever After? I don't know. After Squared or tr- Cubed? I don't after, know. After, <laughs> after Log Base 10. What is this next one called? After Everything. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I'm probably... Oh, I, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, the, the main girl is Catherine Langford's sister. She's like I said. She's super. Like she's she's very very attractive. I just think she she and she's not that I mean, bad of an what, actress. I mean, I mean, her, I mean, I think her sister's attractive too. So no, I mean, and and um, it was funny because the um, do you remember the uh, what was it the the woman king? Yeah, the, it, yeah, it's it's, the, it's the, hero, the, hero finds Tiffin is is the is he's the he's European one of the guys. yeah 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 okay I was uh, hoping you would get the connection there with no, him. yeah I I I I know hero finds Tiffin is he's a uh, Rafe's Son, I think. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, his he, he's he's Ray finds his nephew. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, it's weird to see these. Like, it, it's funny to see them in different things. You know what I mean? You're like, oh my god. Like, I just saw. I don't know. It was weird seeing him in a woman king. Yeah, it was. I I, I didn't even realize it was it was him until the, the end credits. I looked it up because I'm like I'm always sitting there looking. I'm like, boy, and I saw him. I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, oh my god, it's a dude from After. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. It's it's just weird. Oh, this this oh there's there's a dude there's a dude named Chance. There's a dude named Chance in this movie. Nope, nope. Shelve it, shelve it. <laughs> you gotta you gotta be more receptive about man. They 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 named a cat character after you, man. No, no, like, no. The the guy's name is Chance. I'm like no. <laughs> Anyway, I know who yeah, this guy is. He's the, he's the fucking guy from Sabrina, from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. No, fuck, no, fuck him. I'll, uh, I'll probably end up, uh, yeah, like I said, I'll probably end up buying it. But for the listeners, I probably would rent it. Um, I think it's like five ninety nine right now to rent on uh, Amazon Prime. It's like a waste of six and, bucks, or, but okay. Or or fourteen ninety nine to buy one of those ones. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's it for physical media this week. And next thing we can talk about is uh, we had oh, we had made one of the greatest not one of the greatest quotes I've seen all year from this next story. Uh, the Russo brothers who are producing the live action Hercules movie for Disney right now. They said that this movie is going to be and this is a direct quote a uh, is going to be a modern musical inspired by TikTok. <laughs> I don't oh, know what boy. that means. Yeah, I don't know how that. Uh, sure, don't know how that plays out. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, thing, like, I don't even. I don't even love the original Hercules. I think it's fine. Like it's okay. But yeah, I, this sounds like if if I'm a Hercules fan, I fucking hate this. I enjoyed the cartoon. I, I did I like the soundtrack. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, sound, the soundtrack is fine. But like, this is this just sounds like nine different kinds of a bad idea. Yeah, most of these live action ones do. Yeah, I'm just very curious about how this is going to turn out and what that what does this even mean? I guess we'll find out. Uh, next thing we're talking about: uh, uh, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, the Agatha Harkness spinoff of Wandavision for the MCU, uh, is going full steam ahead. It's cast; uh, it's already cast its uh, main villain in the form of Miss Aubrey Plaza. Uh, she's going to, no more who's going to be playing yet, but I, she is going to, at least she's going to be the villain 
of the series. Uh, I think this is a great get for the MCU. I, I like Abby Plaza as an actress. I think she's very funny. Uh, yeah. But also, like, a very good actress. Like, just go watch uh, Ingrid Goes West if you want to see just, like, what this girl can do. Yeah, she is pretty, uh, she's pretty talented. So, yeah, like like you said, definitely a, uh, definitely a, a steal. Yeah. Uh, it just, I, I, I'm just fascinated by the kind of actors that they're seeming to get. Uh, like I said, I, I uh, know where she's playing yet, but that I wasn't really interested in this show, but Aubrey Plaza being attached actually does pique my, you know, m- m- make my ears yeah. break up a little bit. And I did see Ingrid Goes West. It's it's funny. I uh, one night, um, I think I just watched it on HBO Max. Just was one of one of a random thing. I was like, you know what? A lot of people talked about it, and it is actually a pretty good movie. Where like uh, Elizabeth Olsen's character is like a famous like Instagram or yeah. social media influencer, and she kind of like embeds herself, like almost like goes. It's almost like. Uh, the movie, uh, the awful movie, Fanatic with uh, John Travolta, <laughs> where he, he gets so obsessed, or she gets so obsessed, where yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. literally trying to almost be her. Um, it is pretty. Uh, it is a really good movie. It just shows you the really diverse range she has as an actress. Yeah, and uh, the last story we're going to talk about today is, is uh, this is the big one. Uh, we got word that Yahya Abdul Mateen is also in talks to join the MCU. He is being looked at to play the role of Wonder Man in an upcoming huh. series. Uh, so I'm, let, me, let me explain this. Uh, let me explain this to you, Russell, because I know you have absolutely no idea who this guy is. Well, with, the, with the funny books, uh, the funny with, 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 yeah. with the with the funny books, with the funny books. Yeah, uh, and I don't blame you because like Wonder Wonder Man's not like the most well-known Marvel character. Yeah, I mean they have. I mean, but that just shows you how many characters. Like, do you ever see that big? Yeah, I'm sure you've seen it. That big poster that has literally every single like Marvel character or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and that just shows you how much they have. There's just so much that you know. Uh, but yeah, so like Wonder Man is actually like very, very interesting. He's like, he's like when they originally started, he was like this guy. He was a failed scientist because he inherited a company. He was really bad at business, and his rival competitor, his rival, was finding out Tony Stark. Uh, so like his business went under. He went to jail. He vowed revenge on Stark, and he ended up being given uh, powers by uh, Zemo and uh, his cronies. Uh, he was evil, then he was good, and he was an Avenger and all that. And actually, in like a couple iterations of the comics, he was his mind was the basis for the Vision robot. Okay. So that's that. So like he's actually like very tied to Scarlet Witch in that way. Okay. Uh, but there are a lot of iterations where like he's like he's like, a superhero is also trying to be an actor, uh-huh. uh, which which is actually like very interesting. It's him trying to make it in Hollywood while also being a superhero at the same time. It's kind of neat. Yeah, no, it, it is very neat. Like Wonder Man's actually like a very he, like he has like a lot, a lot of really great stories and a lot of really great uh, bases to be like a really new kind of fun vibe or, or new kind of take on the uh, you know superhero genre, or at least what, what we've seen so far. Uh, so yeah, uh, looks like yeah, Abdul Mateen is he's going to be Wonder Wonder Man's going to get his own show, and it looks like uh, yeah, Abdul Mateen is going to be the guy who is going to be playing this character, which is funny considering that he's kind of. It looks like he's kind, of, he's kind of being sniped from DC because he is Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. For now, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen to Aquaman too. I yeah. mean, if he if he dies, this makes this makes perfect sense. But uh, <laughs> uh, it is also is also announced that I I, I don't know how I missed this, but I I guess uh, Ben Kingsley's going to be back as Trevor Slattery in this show. Huh? Really? Yeah. And not only that, uh, someone else who's in talks to currently join the show is uh, Bob Odenkirk. 
of uh, you know Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Mr. Show fame, which I think is actually a really great addition because I actually just started watching Better Call Saul again, and fuck, he's so good in it. He is so good. Uh, so yeah, yeah, hearing all that, yeah, I got Dumatine joining the MCU. What do you think, Russell? Yeah, I mean, it sounds interesting, the premise in itself. So what, uh, Ben Kingsley's going to be the Mandarin again? He's going to be Trevor Slattery, so he's not yeah. going to be the actor playing the Mandarin. Uh, that's well, yeah, that's what I meant. Same thing. I got Iron Man three. That's yeah, that's crazy. Well, I mean, he was he was, he was in Shang Chi. Oh, he was. That is right. He was in Shang Chi. Yeah, man. I oh, stuff all runs together, man. Well, like that, that was like the weird period where like I remember we had, like they had like four Marvel movies come out within the span of like like four months. And that's where you get so like yeah, you just forget what you watch. Like I remember liking yeah, Shang Chi. You know, and I just was like, like yeah. I've only seen it once. Like, but I remember, I remember, like, it was Aug- like August. We had it was August Black Widow. Uh, okay, yeah. so, five, so four, so four months span of five months. I was like, it was August Black Widow, September yeah. Shang Chi, November Eternals, and then No Way Home in December. Yeah, and didn't we have Birds of Prey in there? Like a, another not not a Marvel no, movie. No, that that have... was that was way early. That that was that was pre COVID. Uh, or the sec, or the second Suicide Squad. Do we the, have? That, the second, the second Suicide Squad. That's what you're thinking of. We had the second Suicide, Maybe Suicide Squad in that's one, uh, that, that's one thing. August. I, again, I know. I think like July or August. I think is when we got the second Suicide Squad. I guess that's what I'm thinking of. Just with like just the the comic movies in general. Yeah, but either way, uh, I think this is actually really, could be really fascinating, and I'm excited to see not only the uh, emergence of Wonder Man in the MCU, but also just Yaya Abdul Mateen making. Uh, an appearance in the MCU as a major, as a main player too. So I think it could be fascinating. And uh, yeah, that's set for a release sometime in the future. And that's going to do it for Notorious News. All right, so that brings the movie to our movie of the week. And this is a very special occasion for us because this is the first time on this show that we're reviewing one of our top all-time favorite movies. That's you, Russell. Ghostbusters, number one, all-time. This is the one thing, this is the thing I know about you. Oh yeah, um, we've had it in multiple polls. Uh, it always it never always wins. Ended, it never wins. I always had it up short. It's like, dude, like vote for Ghostbusters, and it, it never won any of our polls. And um, so I said, you know what, Ghost poll, let's just put it on there. It's probably not going to win. And man, boy, was I wrong. Yeah, uh, this is this 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 is the one. Uh, but I, in good conscience, that we could not do this by ourselves. Uh, had to bring on some big time guests on this one. Uh, these two people are not only two of the biggest reactors on YouTube. Uh, they are two of the biggest Ghostbuster fans that I know, and they are two very good friends of mine. Robert and Vanessa, late to the party. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Hello there. Hey, anybody seen a ghost? <laughs> Thanks for having us. It's funny. It's exciting. I, 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 I go on so many of your guys' contests. You know, I tend to bring you on mine. I, I, I told like That's years true. ago, like if any, if like any Ghostbusters things came along, I'm just like, I, I'll, I'll get you guys on and love me. I'm, I, I, I hold up my end of the bargain. I did hold up my end of the bargain. Yeah, when you invited us, I was like, oh, look, one of our friends is finally inviting us <laughs> to something because nobody ever does. So, yeah, uh, and you picked the perfect one to do it for because it's Ghostbusters. In fact, you sh- shot over one of the questions you're going to ask us later in the show, and that ended up being a half hour a whole conversation that we had discussion <laughs> that we had, yeah. which hopefully we didn't burn, but it helped us at least elaborate more in our minds on what we're going to say here. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get before we get the actual movie, real quick, I want to go uh, a little bit around the horn. Uh, Russell, yeah, you know, this is again, this is your all-time favorite film. I want to know, can, can you recall the first time you watched Ghostbusters? Man, I 
I was little. I know that for sure. Cause that was, you got to keep in mind. I think uh, Rob and Vanessa will appreciate it. I used to watch the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Um, was a huge fan. Loved, absolutely loved that. Watch it every Saturday. Um, and then I just, I don't know. I just remember renting it when you got actually had to go do that on a VHS tape. So you saw the cartoon before you saw the movie. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I, I'm pretty sure maybe around the same time. Because keep in mind, I came out in 84. I was born in 83, so clearly didn't see it any time. I would say I definitely saw it when I was like maybe five or six. Uh, I remember watching. So we're going, what, late 80s, early 90s to, yeah. to see it. So, yeah, right around there. Okay, so renting it. Uh, Rob and Van, I want to do you, do you recall the first time you watched said Ghostbusters movie? <laughs> Briefly. Uh, I mean, it's the same deal. I, had, I obviously I had to watch it uh, when it was already on VHS. Um, or even on cable uh, when it was on TV. I remember watching it on TV specifically vividly. Um, and that was like the first time that I watched it. And uh, I, rem <laughs> I remember being very intrigued by the concept of the Ghostbusters while watching the, the movie uh, and kind of being like, this is kind of cool. Like there are these you know, scientists that go and they bust ghosts or they go and do the whole thing. So that was a lot of fun watching it. And then the music, I like fell in love with the music when I watched the movie too. With me, it was, uh, let me take you guys back. Everybody <laughs> jump in the way back machine. We're going back. Some of my earliest memories that I have uh, all kind of take place in my mind around the same specific time. I remember the apartments I used to live in. I was like three or four. And I remember the apartments I used to live in. I used to remember looking out the window and the drive-in used to be across the way. Uh, and because we lived right next to what used to be called the De Anza Drive-In, which was a four screen drive-in theater uh, right next to my apartment complex when I was three or four years old. And I just, I remember sitting down in front of the TV and Ghostbusters was on and I was scared, but I didn't, I couldn't look away. Like I couldn't stop watching, but there were definitely things that scared me starting right out with the librarian. And then I just, I remember immediately after that, uh, I was pretending I was a Ghostbuster and the, I just, I remember when the real Ghostbusters came on TV, I was stoked. I took my, my aunt or made my aunt and my grandparents, uh, separately because I wanted two trips to take me to Lionel's play world, which was like Toys R Us, except it was a kangaroo versus a giraffe. Look it up. <laughs> and that's where I got my first Ghostbusters, uh, figure, which was Peter Vakeman. And right. I just remember going crazy with he that. He still figure. has those. Uh, I still real Ghostbusters. Yeah, toys. I still have the figures. <laughs> I still have the original four. I'll have to. Uh, they're back at my dad's place, but I I have like a big box of my toys, and I remember um, it was funny. This is how old, the, just like how old I was when this when this movie came out. Though I remember the plastic uh, proton pack, and and the. Um, the proton stream was like like a probably like a it was like a swimming pool noodle. It was a yellow swimming pool noodle, just and that was like straight. the it was it just that, yeah. just stuck straight out. Yeah, but I remember, like I said, in the plastic PKE, um, you know, it was just oh, crazy. And, and like, and it, mine was Toys R Us because Toys R Us was big here. Um, but uh, yeah, I still have those four figures for sure. 
yeah. Uh, for me, I'm uh, about, about to date you. About to date you, the rest of you really hard. Uh, wow. I, I, so uh, for me, like what my mom does is thing that she knew for me since I was like a really little kid. She, for Christmas every year, she'd always get me like retro movies, and I remember it must have been like 2007 because that that would make sense for an anniversary. I remember I got the anniversary pack of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two. And it came with, like a little booklet and like both movies and like it was like a, r- a really nice set for the time. And I remember like when I first heard about the ghost Ghostbusters, I'm just like I wasn't interested. I'm like I'm like it's, it's like it's gonna be scary. And I'm not gonna <laughs> like it, and I and I don't want to. It's like my, like just my mom's like just like sit down, watch it. Trust me, you're gonna love it. It's not it's not that scary. Then the first then the movie started, just like mom, you're lying. Mom, you're lying to me. First of all, <laughs> but then as as one, I'm just like oh no, this, this movie this movie's fucking this movie's fucking rules. Uh, so yeah, 2007, I was about uh, nine, ten years old. <laughs> so that's right. when I saw it. I got Bruh. more scared with Ghostbusters 2 than I did with Ghostbusters because of uh, oh, v- Vigo. Vigo. Uh, Vigo is scary, yeah. but in the hallway. no, it was Janos. <laughs> Janos in the hallway. Wo- yeah. When he goes and he takes the the, the kid oh, and he has like the thing, like that part. Like the oh, ghost. yeah, he's the, 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 the nanny ghost. That yeah. one oh yes, yes, that was terrible. That was terrifying, man. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, do you guys? But like, do you guys know like just like the origin of this movie? Because like, the, like just the way this came about is just kind of kind of wild. If you guys don't know, I imagine you do. I mean, if you yeah, there's plenty to be said about the behind the scenes and the well, making yeah, this, of Ghostbusters, especially you know, in for, the origins. For our listeners, you know, maybe the uninitiated. This actually, this is a concept that originated from Dan Aykroyd, who. Uh, Big in the paranormal. Uh, his dad was a big in the paranormal also. Mm-hmm. His mother claimed to see ghosts. Actually, you read a lot of this. A lot of what we know about Dan Aykroyd today makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's originally, originally called uh, Ghost Smasher because the term Ghostbusters was taken by a different studio at the time. Uh, but it was like this like big like dimension hopping like extraterrestrial type thing. And uh, his buddy, his homies at the time, uh, Harold Ramis and well, I'm Ryman mainly. Look, they're just like, uh, no one's ever gonna let us make this. So he brought in Harold Ramis, who worked with on Stripes, to kind of rework a lot of the script, make it a little more scaled down, blue collar. Actually, uh, the original cast in mind, it was it was originally written for Aykroyd, Belushi, and Eddie Belushi. Murphy in mind yeah. for the lead roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, yeah. I transitioned to what we got today. Uh, but yeah, this was, and honestly, I do think that. A lot of the changes they made were really for the better, just because I do like the whole like, blue collar aspect of the movie. I but, think Eddie Murphy would have been a little bit more over the top than Ernie Hudson. I like Ernie Hudson's more laid back. Eddie Murphy would, um, would have been interesting. But. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely would have been interesting, especially with Belushi's character. Uh, as, as long as there's a steady paycheck involved, he's good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I'll, believe, I'll believe in anything you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie came out in 84 and it was huge. It was number one number movie this summer one of the top box office movies of the year. I think it's just for inflation. It's still one of Columbia's highest grossing films. Uh, spawned two sequels, a reboot, a cartoon, a comic, tons of toys, video games, and an upcoming third movie that's going to be coming out next year. All of which started from this one very specific film in the 80s. So the question is, what is it about this movie that makes it, that, that makes it just an icon in the world, in the world of cinema? We're gonna get into that right now. This is Ghostbusters. Like something you notice right off the bat with this film is just I love the way this movie is shot. 
like it's it's grimy it's gritty it's got like a lot of like great use of shadow and light like it where you see a lot of comedies where there's always like shot like really brightly and like really like high beam light this yeah. one just feels like it's shot like it's almost shot like a horror movie yeah it, I mean, it really is it's very 70s too it's it, even though it's early 80s yeah. it's still holding on to the style the feel the music the aesthetic of a 70s movie and that is one of the things that makes it visually appealing because it does feel like that grittier, grimier era of film that we left to go into the 80s, which did end up becoming a little bit more colorful and poppy and action filled too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the, the, the first sequence, and you can really tell just like the how grounds movie is with this horror, especially with the, the first scene in particular, with the whole library, the library ghost. Just love the it. way it's shot and edited, the way like that builds that tension. When I love that like, when the the title comes up, you don't see the ghost; you just see the reaction to it, and it's like a light. I just I think that's a really great camera trick. And we get introduced to one of the greatest theme songs in arguably cinema history. Absolutely, yes. Which, funny enough, uh, Ray Parker Jr. Was actually, was actually sued over. Crazy. Uh, actually, actually, two two lawsuits in the in the first couple of minutes. We have uh, the lawsuit regarding the song, which uh, Ray Parker Jr. did win, and also uh, uh, the creators of the logo were sued over the Ghostbusters logo by the creators of Casper uh, because <laughs> the ghost they, they said he looked too similar to Casper. That was ruled in the favor of the Ghostbusters logo because uh, I think according to the judge, there's only so many ways you could draw a ghost. And that's yeah, seriously, Dan Aykroyd. What's oh yeah, because he's in Casper, Dan Aykroyd. Are you gonna call <laughs> someone else? <laughs> and that Ghostbuster sound, that Ghostbuster sound does sound so close to uh, Huey Lewis's own. So, which is funny because Huey Lewis was originally recruited to do the theme song for this movie. Well, if, if you can't do, get somebody that can fake it. Yeah, after uh, yeah, he uh, he was recruited after Back. To, he was, they asked him to do after Back to the Future, or sorry, along the same line, but he. He didn't want to be like he argued back to the future. He didn't want to be the soundtrack guy for movies, so that's what that's the reason he didn't do this one. Uh, and he was in Sideways. He was. Oh, not Sideways. Duets. He was in Duets. <laughs> uh, we 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 then meet, start to meet our main characters. First of which is Peter Venkman, played by Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Burn in hell. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just Venkman burning hell. Yeah. <laughs> you you volunteer for this? We're paying you, aren't we? Yeah, uh, conducting wasting. Let's let's just call it right now. Wasting university resources, uh, just tr just try and meet women. Like, yeah, it's, that's it's exactly like, what running, it is. It's really Probably running girls. experiment where like he tries to, like better like psychic abilities. Where like ev everything the guy does, he shocks no matter what. Even if he's right, woman, couple, couple wavy lines, couple wavy lines. No. And he never show and he never shows the card, which I love. Card. He shows the card to the, the he'll show the card to the guy when he gets it wrong. But when she gets it right, you never you never see him uh, uh, getting his card flipped. Just trying to prove it. Hey, the and guy had five. every chance to get it right, and right. he got him wrong. That you was can his keep fault. the five bucks. I will, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's funny that when he guesses it, it's literally the next one is the shape that he guessed the previous time. Right, which, which I thought a couple. Uh, I think the first two were like that. Then the wavy lines. I know. Was, yeah, you got it. You got, yeah. it. got it. Still got shocked. Still, anyway. still got shocked. Lost his gum. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, with it. Uh, yeah, so he's doing his thing. He, he meets his, his his other homie, who's a scientist at the university. Ray stands, played by Dan, played by Dan Acker, as we mentioned already. He's con he's contacting Vankman about a apparition that 
was seen at the library. Uh, so they all head down where they meet the third scientist, Egon, played by Harold Ramis, who personally for me and for a lot of people is, I think, the best character, the best character in the movie. My he favorite my, Ghostbuster. He was my favorite Ghostbuster in the real Ghostbusters cartoon. I always liked him. Sure. I liked because he got all Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just he was always so cool. Um, he always I felt like his his character had a lot more to do. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely like my. I'm gonna go Bakeman though on this one. I, I know that's that's like a, that's like a John John Lennon Paul McCartney type <laughs> debate. It's either you know you like you know Bill Murray's character, you know what I mean, or you like Egon. Usually would be the the first two. I would assume be the most popular. Ray was my favorite. Ray, I, I but come only to love because Ray later. It was because of everything that happens in the end with Ray um, when they're on top of the building that I was like, okay, he's <laughs> and like some of the certain things like yeah. throughout the story where he's like, uh, I've been in the private sector, <laughs> they expect results. Like the way he just like uh does his or uh, says his lines and stuff uh -huh. like it's so perfect for that character that was yeah ray, ray has a style yeah i love jesus style but it's ray and winston, winston that yeah I ray and winston they together balance too. each other out so well yeah I, lo I love the philosophy like the religious philosophy when they're driving at, at night and they're talking about the book of revelations and stuff like that we'll obviously talk about it later but uh i like the like, kind of what you said they both play off of each other perfectly well i think that's the case for the entire cast i think oh, yeah. worked, really worked about this film in particular the fact that like everybody is so well defined in their in their characteristics and personality like vankman's kind of like the, you know the easygoing like you know devil may care attitude type guy ray is the one who's always like re really excitable about everything egon is funny because he has no sense of humor and he takes everything seriously everything's serious business there's no time for jokes and that in and of itself is very funny and we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk about winston later because the movie does the movie does the same thing yeah but i think like that's what really works about this whole you know hodgepodge of guys and i think that's kind of what makes people gravitate towards the movie so often because you know you have like these great characters established and you people just love seeing these guys together oh yeah for sure and, and kind of what we were talking about in the beginning like with the casting i couldn't imagine i feel like the casting that they originally had would have tried to like overlap each other do you know what i mean I, I feel like almost like one up one another, whereas they weren't as their own person. Like we're, we're talking about here, obviously with the, you know, the four that we got in the film, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We were uh, talking about uh, characters. Like we were trying to just think about, you know, characters that we would actors that we would pick in the Ghostbusters world a little earlier today. Right. But what we were wanted to essentially come, cause I know that's coming up later in your episode. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say, well, uh, for me personally, when we were thinking about like how other oh, actors it. can um, play these characters, I Outshine just those. go back to just the original characters and how these actors are, they play so well off of each other um, that you just kind of uh, sit there and wanna see how they play, like this, these story or this characters and stories play out in the movie. Uh, because of the dialogue that they have with each other, the reactions that they have between everybody, like it's so good. Right. So I remember what I was saying now. <laughs> uh, so on the topic of actors possibly out outperforming the other, you know, actors in the crew just because they do come off a little boisterous, uh, loud, over the top. Like 
I was telling Vanessa, like, as much as I would love, like, an actor like J.B. Smoothes to join the Ghostbusters, to me, I feel like Eddie Murphy, J.B. Smoothes would just push it a little too far into the comedy realm to where it didn't feel organic and natural in the world of Ghostbusters. So, yeah, it's weird how you go from Eddie Murphy to... Um, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. I wanted to say Monroe Kelly, and I couldn't get out of Monroe Kelly. Monroe Kelly, I'm your great, great white hunter for this trip, though I happen to be black. I couldn't leave Monroe Kelly. I was stuck. In I knew Congo. you were thinking Congo, so, and yeah. I was because that's where my mind went too. I was trying to dig myself, but it's crazy how that like, you take someone like Eddie Murphy and you go for this relatively unknown Ernie Hudson, and his subtlety just makes it work so much better together with Dan Aykroyd and everyone else in the crew. Tell them about the Twinkie. That's a big Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Something else I think that really works about this movie is the visuals. Like, again, we're talking about the library scene right now. And just even that the entire film, the design of these ghosts, I think is incredible. It's like a lot of rudimentary CGI and a lot of, you know, like claymation, like matte paintings. But it adds this kind of like, you know, gritty, this grittier quality of the film. And also, I think that given the fact that it's early, early effects, um, what something I think works really well with CGI and especially in horror films is the fact that the uncanny valley kind of helps, especially with ghost effects, because with, with you know, digital effects, something can be there and also not there at the same time. Like it really kind of amplifies scares. And I think this movie does that really effectively. They do a thing with the ghosts here that I just feel like they really couldn't or didn't replicate later on was that there was like a sense of realism to the ghosts. I guess it is. It goes comes down to like practical effects. Yes, you, they use puppets and models and stuff. But when it came to utilization of like the real people and the transparency of the ghosts themselves transforming into a monster, essentially, the way that they navigated, and they've done it in like CGI for, you know, ever in the 80s and the 90s, they were killing it back then, especially for, you know, what they had, yeah. like Star Wars, look at Star Wars. But for some reason, just the library ghost itself, that transformation from the sweet old lady to oh my yeah, the horrific monster that that is what scared me. And the <laughs> and how the wind is like blowing the hair and stuff. And yeah. oh that they, they somehow, man, they nailed that stuff back in the day. Well, what I love about that whole scene too, with the is that you don't really you see her but you don't see her until like towards the the end there but we still get elements of of there being a presence with like the books moving the the you know the catalogs shifting through like everything kind of going away which uh made it a lot more like real like real real realistic realistic there we go yeah that could be something that could happen you know like like you know wind or something and something falls and you're like wait what was that yeah you're in the basement of the library yeah. in an empty like hallways of books 
so, and there's, yeah. there's stereotypical paranormal events as well with right. the exception of the ectoplasm which right. was made famous by ghostbusters you really took that to the next level right. uh that whole scene too when peter's trying to uh, ah, like the noises he's making yeah. with the and he's wiping it on the like it's just everything about it is perfection especially with the elmer bernstein music playing in the background but yeah, the bombardment of paranormal events leading up to it that are actual events that people would get. Like that's what made the spooky part of Ghostbusters, you know, actually there. You look at it as a comedy, but now, nah, man, it's uh, it's, it's pretty spooky, spooky as well. It's fun. It, yeah. And it's still oh, yeah. one of the most it's still one of the most scariest parts of this of the movie is that mm-hmm. first first oh, encounter with the uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, old lady librarian. I think it's perfect. Um, and then when they scare when they scare her think it's gonna be a perfect idea right and then she transforms into this like mummified with the big teeth and the hair blown everywhere it's just terrifying man yeah. um I, yeah but even but even what's even scarier than ghosts authority according to this movie uh because right <laughs> after this uh it, we find out that uh the universe is like you know what you're out we're, we're not we're not putting up with this shit no more so they're they're out of money they're down in the luck they say you know what we're gonna start a business where we know we're, we're, just, we're just gonna do this. We're gonna find ghosts. We're gonna catch them. We're gonna we're gonna study. We're gonna do it all. We're gonna be we're gonna be, we're gonna pioneer this business. And it's funny. This is like a like a really weird thing for me. I remember like I don't know why, but like whenever Beckman goes off, like they call it fake, call it luck, call it whatever. Does anybody else think it's not like he's about to break into song? Absolutely. Yeah. I always <laughs> thought he he was like I feel yeah. like like Jeff Goldblum when oh, he speaks it's almost right. melodic yeah and for karma. some reason that moment when they use that in the trailer oh my god it was incredible call it fate call it luck call it oh. karma I believe that everything happens for a reason, a reason. <laughs> and he's even dancing a little and bit then, and then he's going like, like this <laughs> yeah beyond your oh, yeah. wildest dreams oh, yeah. putting his hands together we go into business for ourselves yeah it's beautiful it's it, and you see it so rapidly and it, it feels like you know no time has passed but a lot of time has passed man they're up and running and you know getting things going ray ray is Poor so ray's handy. house yeah ray ray is having to mortgage his his house for the <laughs> third a- time it was an awful percentage, and I like how Egon Statmaker over there is sitting there calculating how long it's going to take him to pay it off. Beautiful. Yeah. We'll uh, take it. And the we can building sleep here tonight. Sleep here. The building that buys them is like the it's like the most New York thing. Like this doesn't matter how much money you guys still gonna get like this shitty ass building. Like they get what would become the iconic Ghostbusters firehouse, yes. which I have uh, visited when I was in New York. Um, I made sure I had to get a picture in front of it. I, I did all that. I did Dana Barrett's apartment. It's awesome. Uh, uh, New York City Library. I think I took pictures in front of that. Not in front of it, but I took pictures of lions on there. I mean, it's just so iconic. It's just so iconic. Right. But um, yeah, that and and inside the um, inside the firehouse, they actually have you can see like the Ghostbuster sign in there. I have a couple pictures. I'm gonna have to put some of the pictures that I took. I'll put that on our episode for our Facebook page. I'll like the ones that I took like a long time ago because I remember it's funny. My father-in-law got a uh, a a ticket for going through a red light because we here Uh, we can we we can turn on red. Yeah, and and apparently New York Uh, City you can't do that. Well, it said I think either it was posted or it wasn't posted, but he turned on red because like you know there's no traffic coming it's fine right? right and he ended up getting pulled over and it was right because we were like sightseeing over in that area where the uh the, the firehouse was and i was like oh, i'm sorry it's my fault that i i did <laughs> that if i did yeah it's like yeah, i wasn't busy playing tourists you know but um yeah it's such an iconic building though 
I feel yeah. like that's a pilgrimage every Ghostbusters fan eventually yeah, has eventually to make. Eventually, when we go to New York, of course, that's oh, definitely absolutely. one of the places that we would like to. Yeah, it's in the car. Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> oh, you, I mean, yeah, fine, I've, I've been twice. I'll still never see the firehouse. Oh man, it's it's iconic, man. And then even the like I said, Dana's apartment, and then even that church. Nobody steps on a church nobody in my town. Nobody steps on a church <laughs> in my town. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just so cool how. And, and then it's kind of sad that that one restaurant closed. Um, uh, the tavern on the it was green. The, the tavern on the green. That's yeah. where they're having the dinner at. And I guess they. Uh, I guess that place closed, which I was kind of bummed about because mm. I kind of wanted to go there just to say, hey, remember when Rick Moranis is getting attacked by the. <laughs> Well, 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 well speak, speaking of Dana Barrett, speaking, speaking of Dana Barrett, this is actually is where we get to introduce to our main female character of the film, Dana Barrett, played by Sigourney Weaver, uh, and they they got her at like the exact right time. This this yeah. is like when she was yeah. on the verge of becoming a superstar. Like Alien had already been out, Aliens Aliens had just come out. She just got an she just become an Oscar nominee, and like after this, like she just broke huge after that. Yeah. And, like this is this is still seen one of her more iconic roles being and also based like just to the variance of her as an actress right yeah yeah, yeah no she... i love that that it was sigourney beaver and just like going back to like the chemistry that they all have like she she was right there with them like being able to to hold her hold her own in in the story especially being there with peter vankman or uh bill murray's character right and this their interaction between the two of them too was great. And the fact that she got to go up against you'll get to him, Rick Moranis. Yeah, and well, yeah, and Mr. SCTV. Uh, Louis Tully, played by Rick oh. Moranis. <laughs> and who, funny enough, it. was originally meant for John Candy. And if you look at like the concept art for this movie, like Louis Tully looks exactly like John Candy. Oh, yeah, John Candy could have absolutely sport that's i that would have been really that would have been even more funnier too especially with like the uh with the workouts and you seeing how oh, big john candy is and him doing funny. like that him cutting funny. him cut him cutting corners on like the videos remember he said he, he speeds them up oh yeah so like, that between, it, between my workout i sped it up so I took a tank. yeah that would have been hilarious that was john candy dude for sure and it's crazy how he ended up like recommending rick moranis to do it instead yeah. because yeah. he felt like he was just better for the role Moranis, yeah. boy was he right though because Aww. rick moranis does kill it as <laughs> lewis tully like the two of them and SETV gold right there the john candy and rick moranis mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, Moran- moranis was awesome but moranis, yeah, was, moranis was perfect at playing like the dweeb in any movie whether yeah. it be this little shop of horrors little giants doesn't I mean, matter like the kids any my, my blue heaven bully. Big, big <laughs> little 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 giants my both yeah. yeah but like anytime yeah. you needed like a dweebish character rick moranis was always little shop of horrors space balls, balls. Yeah. Yeah. he's a dweeb in all of them Parent he, yeah he is but yeah he's he's so he's, so, he's funny. so good he's just like in his apartment living his best life trying to hit up on sigourney weaver like i mean who wasn't at the time but he's just he's he's just so he's so nice and again we'll we'll, we'll we have never talked about rick moranis on this show before I mean, I'll, I'll say right now, I missed the guy. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors we did. We yeah. did talk about Little Shop of Horrors. You're right. We talked about Little Shop of Horrors. But um, Lewis Tully is a perfect character because he's like, uh, he's just such a, he's such a, he's, he has zero game. Um, You know, he's trying to woo, you know, Dana Barrett. And he's just trying his hardest, man. He, the guy locks himself out of his own apartment. I mean, he's <laughs> such a dweeb, but he's just yeah. like, he's just he's perfect the way I, that, I, yeah 
I love what they do with him in two, too. So, oh, it's absolutely <laughs> awesome. He's just genuine. Yeah. He's a genuine he's a very, guy. He's a very genuine character. Yeah, oh, and he's perfect. And he yeah. gets everything he deserves in terms of the good things that come his way, too. Hell, he's hell straight yeah. up, he's straight up asked out Janine, you know. So, he it, opened yeah. the door and she let him in. Had Absolutely. some French bread pizza, pass right out. Good, <laughs> yeah. good time. This, this one I was like, like the main, the main, was the main, essentially the catalyst for the plot in this film. Where you know Danny goes home, things are going awry in her kitchen. She opens her, she opens the door of her refrigerator and sees this like alternate dimension and the whisper of, Z- of the name Zool. So it just so happens that the Ghostbusters commercial, which they just filmed, which is hilarious in of its own right, uh, was on television. So like you know what? Let's give these guys a call. They're ready to believe you. That's They're ready to believe, believe you. So go ahead. By the way, my, my, my favorite thing about that commercial is the fact that if you pay attention, Egon like, like, straight up looks at his mark before he steps up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I called yeah. that phone number like a bunch when I was a kid, hoping that one day. Did it do anything? Like, no, it wasn't anything. Oh. Dude, did you? Yeah, did you use that a 555 number? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything. If you guys call the Stranger Things pizza thing, that's an actual thing. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah. The, tra- the training things, pizza, the yeah. she-hulk, the she-hulk, she-hulk one does too. Something. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so it cool was, when they do that interactive stuff with those. It would have been even better for a... them to take that, even though it's a five-five-five. Yeah, number, they did the same better. thing with when that babysitter movie came out with Jonah Hill. Like, if you call, oh, really? that's her, right. Uh, something happened with that too. I think there was once where like it was actually him. I don't really know if that was true or not, <laughs> it but it was rumored that he actually answered the phone. But well. That'd people be cool. could just be talking but see they got up and running so quick too they got a commercial their building yeah, right. is put together the dude they're not messing around one they, they, yeah they're not ready and well you got I, yeah you see you see them putting up the ghostbusters sign another fun fact about this film is that if they couldn't get the rights to ghostbusters uh the alternate title they had was ghost break and what they were going to do is they were going to have every scene done twice one with ghostbusters one with ghost breakers and like they got like a few days in they're just like we're not doing this. Yeah. This, this is awful. Yeah, they did talk about it on that Netflix show about like the movies that made, us, made us where oh, yeah. uh, they got they lucked out because I think one of the guys that was part of another company moved over to Sony and That's he was right. like yeah, he, and he I, I, I got you I can get it yeah. for yeah. you because he was with that other company already so he was able to bring it over so I, I feel like they really looked out in that situation they took <laughs> they a gamble even- well, they even did that with the cartoon. That's why they called the, the real Ghostbusters. Real, yeah. Right. yeah. But I did watch that other Ghostbusters cartoon. Like, oh, I did watch the movie. Yes, the gorilla, and they're in the, oh, the, car. the car. It's yeah. just, it's a different type of Ghostbusters, man. It's more Hanna Barbera feeling right. Ghostbusters, but it's, uh, it was fun. I remember watching that and the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, they had, they had, uh, she goes to the firehouse. We meet our other main character, Janine, played by Annie Potts, who is, uh, one of the unsung heroes of this movie. Me I love Andy Potts. I, she's, I think she's great. Oh, yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, yeah, uh, Vagman immediately jumps at the chance to help, help Dana Barrett's. <laughs> Ladies, as, man. Oh, yeah. As he was. Absolutely. He's, go, he's, going, he's going into an apartment, checking out the fridge, checking out, well, everything, really. Uh, yeah, they see not, they see nothing's gone wrong. Uh, so, yeah, the Ghostbusters are still trying, having a little trouble getting their business off the ground. That is until that one that, well, first of all, I, I, I want to bring up the fact that they're out of petty cash. 
Yeah, there's all oh, yes. for like arcade machines <laughs> in, in the firehouse. Yeah, hey, you gotta That's be, where it all went. <laughs> you gotta have a good mindset. You're out catching dead people, so you gotta cool, the, cool off when you get home. The, this here represents the end, the last of the Pentecost. Chew your anyway, food, will you? <laughs> uh, they do. They do get a call that night about a possible paranormal, possible paranormal event. We have the Gene iconic line. We got one. Damn. We I see the XO one in full effect. We get our, this is our, the first time we see the Ghostbusters look in full effect. And this look this, this is this is an iconic look right here. God, just, just with the uh oh go ahead. No, 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 I wasn't. Okay, I, 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 I said was, just I, perfect. I don't want to love it. Uh, no. So that part too, and I think what lured me in as well was just like, yeah, the iconic outfits, but more so the siren that they use for the the ecto one like it wasn't something that i've never heard before yeah. and i was just like it was like a, a siren calling to me that come out like this is so interesting like yeah. it's it's unique and when you hear it now it's so iconic you're like oh that's ghostbusters yeah brilliant yeah. sound design for an alarm yeah perfect really. yeah yeah between the sound is between the sound design of the ecto one and like this this movie like i just put the iconography of tan jump of tan like flight jumpsuits like you see anybody in like a beige jumpsuit you immediately gonna think ghostbusters yeah. <laughs> absolutely it's, it's great yeah it's 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 iconic man you yeah. see the little black patch with the last name in red i mean it's it's just so iconic yeah, yeah so uh we see that they are drawn to a hotel that has a possible specter lurking about uh with a they have like these uh arc like arc reactor packs on their back which pro it's proton back sorry proton back not not gonna uh, you know, degrade them like that. Uh, prototype, which they did not test. They did no. not test. No. I always love the bit where like Egon turns it on, just just like steps away. He steps away like that's gonna really do anything. If anything, <laughs> we should blow up. Like there, there's three, there's three of them in one elevator. It's but that's what hilarious. makes it so great because it's like the subtle movement of him like mm, backing, like backing it up to the wall. Yeah. Any little bit helps, man. If that yeah. shit's going off. But you gotta figure, dude. They did test. They just didn't have any successful tests. Oh, that's right. So. No, that, that, that was lying. It was no successful field tests of this Which equipment. Means shit has gone wrong right. every time. Yeah. So it's it, and it goes wrong, dude. They torched yeah. the Cedric Hotel. Which oh yeah. They shoot up. They shoot up a must... maid, a maid's cart first of all. What the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? It's her delivery, that little hum she's doing. Yeah. 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 It's it's just, I I always love the fact she has to put out the fire with Windex. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I like the, that must be some cockroach. I like that one. You some, some kind of cosmonaut. Oh, the the, the guy, the guy. Yeah. 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 Getting to see like the particle streams for the first time, yeah. the design, the color, like to me, the only other time I've ever seen that stream effect anywhere else in a movie, it's in that movie, Your Highness, remember that one with oh, the Franco yeah. and the McBride? But yeah, yeah. They, the witches got yes. have a, a blast that's like almost like it. And I yeah. was so happy because it's like, oh, I miss it. There's just something about the particle thrower yeah. and the stream that is iconic as well to Ghostbusters. And you get to hear the sound effect of the actual, you know, Ghostbusters pack. So just don't cross the streams. You'll be all right. I know, right? And they set that up early. We also also get our introduction to another piece of a a great Ghostbusters imagery, the ghost Slimer. Hell yeah. I mean, 
he's i think even as, even aside from like stay puff for gozer like i think he's, he's the most recognizable ghost from this franchise i think he can Absolutely. hear you chance <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. hallway shot too man it's creepy Perfect. it is because you scary it's like a it, showdown it, it's funny like yeah. this, this this ghost is always envisioned as the ghost of john belushi and yeah. it's funny I, I, before filming started like they asked the product the designer like Make him look more like John Belushi. He's like, I, I already did it. Like, we can't do this. Like, so like, he like made a few tweets. He's like, perfect, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, he didn't no, do anything. He didn't do anything. <laughs> but nasty no, yeah, little spud, huh? Yeah. Yes. And uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's such an iconic moment, like quotable too, man. Oh, I don't absolutely. know how many times I would rewind the VHS tape to watch the catches when they were catching a ghost, especially oh. Slimer, over yeah. and over to where they're nice shooting decks. Oh yeah. Even the, 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 amount of, the amount of shit in this hotel they fuck up trying to catch this one ghost the best part is the cuts to the manager too yeah. i love that guy because he and wants to do it he wants to do everything discreetly of course, of course. You know? oh, they of course. promised him they promised yeah. him discreet he's got a gala ball going on next right after and they destroyed, destroyed the ball room. the flowers are still standing, standing. <laughs> looked at the trap ray yeah. uh, Great well, moment. But after after wrecking an entire floor and an entire ballroom, they do manage to catch the ghosts. They get their money, and that's when the ghostbusters really start to explode. They get they calls from all over the city. They get featured in newspapers all over the city and all around the country, for that matter. Like these guys, they're they're everywhere. They're huge. You, you notice the funny scene though when Ray's talking to the guy. Uh, Egon's the one going like this. He's like, oh yeah, up no, in like, the price. Yeah, he, trying to like figure out the price. He's, like he's Egon, price gouging like, it. Fingers. Well, that's okay. We can just put them right back in there. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. I'll pay it. Um, Anything. Yeah, we, we $5,000? Dollars? I had no idea it would be so, be so much. Let's put it right back in there. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. We sure can. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> then yeah, you get the uh, Larry, Larry, Larry King cameo. Yeah, Larry uh, King yeah, cameo. Perfect. <laughs> we, we, get, we get a very strange ghost, ghost erotica going on in the middle of the movie. Shout out to Casey Kasem, perfect. Because uh, he were talking about, remember they uh, they danced the night away or something like that. He's talking yeah. about the Ghostbusters or whatever. Real yeah. quick about that scene with the ghost, uh, you know, bedtime story. Yeah. Uh, like oh, yeah that, when, when, when Ray gets sucked off by a ghost. Essentially, yeah, but that's one of the things about Ghostbusters. Not so much that I wanted to see, not that part, but I wanted to see them going to locations of people calling, asking for help because there's ghosts, which is originally what that scene was. They end up going uh -huh. to like this castle type place and they're you know doing their investigation and that ends up happening. But right. I wanted to see kind of more of that, like with the Sedgwick yeah, and them going but to the house. And then how weird is it? Like literally, like that part is like busted makes me feel good. Like even <laughs> even even the lyrics, the songs are kind of sexual. Even if you think about it, because when when I believe he's getting the zipper pulled down while that part goes goes on, I think I think like <laughs> close to. And I just thought it was funny because like I always make reference to that. I joke around with that to my wife because I was like, it's it, there's sexual innuendo in that song. There totally yeah. is. If you so. listen to yeah. Ray Parker Jr.'s music, like there's yeah. actually quite a bit of suggestive yeah. stuff in his music, not just oh. Ghostbusters. Oh so, no, but yeah, for sure. He, it's just a, but but you don't think about that when you're watching the movie or movies back then. They laced no. it in so at the time, you know, creatively that you kind of yeah. just it's subtle. 
Oh, it's yeah. subtle. Yeah, like Shrek. Even Shrek had those innuendous moments. Yeah. yeah. And, but they're right in front of your face, but you don't think about it. Bust your face, me feel good. Yeah, You're that's like, what? Uh, like, yeah. what? What? What makes you feel good? That's a climax, my friend. That's my Sean Connery. Yeah. Is that, is that their, this entire montage where he meets uh, the last of our Ghostbusters, Winston Zedmore, played by Ernie Hudson, who, in my opinion, the most underappreciated of the Ghostbusters. Totally, for sure. I agree. He wasn't even yeah. on the poster. Uh, he the wasn't. Front poster, which I thought was like completely crazy. You look back, it's just the, it's just the main three, which is really weird. Well, it, the, the thing was with, with him is like like after Bill Murray joined, uh, Bill Murray joined, like they really kind of cut his role back. Like the whole like Slimer sequence, where, like he gets slimed. Originally, that was supposed that was supposed to be Winston. Like he had a much okay. bigger role when Eddie Murphy wasn't mind for the part. So like when that happened, like okay, well, like what, what happened to all my scenes? Now I'm only coming in halfway through. But I do think that Winston adds like a really interesting element of character wide because like he's not a scientist. Like he's not a scientist. No. He's not like like super into paranormal. He's literally in this for the paycheck. He's he's literally one of he's one of us. Like he's he's like you know he just needs a job. You the audience. I think I think it's, I think it's really funny, really interesting. You know, and Vanessa I, said it earlier. If it's a steady paycheck, I believe in anything you want. Right. And I, I think that he brings or like he's the glue that keeps them kind of together, though, um, because, you know, he's not the scientist and he looks at it as a just you a know, real person, as a New Yorker, as yeah. a real person I love this trying, going up, yeah, going up <laughs> against these yeah. ghosts and stuff, uh, being way over his head, but, you know, being there with them. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, that conversation with Ray, you That's, know, Ray, Ray's I, yeah. got his, you know, every religion has its belief about the end of, you know, he's yeah, able the end of the to world. add perspective, change perspective, at least for Ray, on certain things, maybe because the dead have been rising from the grave. Yeah. Right. You have to, then you have to appreciate his blowout again with Lenny when he's of trying course. to talk about, you know what I mean? Uh, when they, when he's talking, he has. He's ready to ditch the Ghostbusters. I gotta <laughs> he's, get my yeah. own lawyer. He's, I got to get my own lawyer, dude. But then he goes, uh, Winston Zedmore, you honor. And he explains the whole situation, and it's just yeah. it's so it's so great, man. I, I love that line. I love that interaction with him and uh, him and Lenny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at at the at that point, you know, the ghost the Ghostbusters business is, go, is going. We get the entire like rundown of this ghost containment ghost containment units. Uh, but it is seen as a little dangerous, especially to what is basically our main human antagonist in the film, Walter Peck, played by William Atherton. Who's perfect. Or Mr. Pecker. Or Mr. Peck. The, the name is Peck. Peck. <laughs> May uh, I please yeah, see he's... the storage facility, Mr. Vakeman? <laughs> you didn't use he's... the magic word. He is so, like, perfect as that. Whether it's, like, this or Die Hard. Die Hard. so great at playing that guy that you just love to hate. Or Biodome. But or Biodome. Uh, what I love, the, <laughs> Biodome, I love yeah. the fact that he is uh, with the env- environmentalist department. Like, yeah, he's yeah, not, yeah. like... He's so not blue collar, right? Right, like, he's no. not, like, you know, a politician or he's uh, like a police officer or anything like that. Like he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like he's doing, an investigator. But he's an investigator, kind of but investigator. like a different kind. That yeah, blue, very blue collar. Element. Yeah, so that's what I like that the effect that he's that type of character. But yeah, he's it's like the health inspector if this was a cooking. Right, movie. right. Exactly. Yeah. But he just comes in so cocky that you love to hate this character. I mean, right. obviously, yeah, we said with Die Hard, you know, Biodome later on, but um. He just he just comes in so cocky and matter of fact, you know what I mean? He's like, he just thinks he's gonna weasel his way into just you know seeing a storage facility can do it. And they can't do anything about it. And yeah, I just he, I, yeah, 
he would have shut their asses down right away. Like, had uh, he gone down there and seen any of that, he would have been oh hell on them. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a common thing to say now that like Walter Peck was right about going into yeah. all this. I mean, and thing is, like, he's not wrong. Like, because like that would have blown that thing would have blown up in like a week. <laughs> I'm, I'm warning you, don't do it. <laughs> I think that like that that clearly would have would have blown up in like a week. But I mean, uh, he's still dickless. But got a point. He does have a point. <laughs> Until the power grid was shut off by Dicklesser. The Dicklesser. <laughs> this man has no dick. Yeah. Is it true? Yes, it is true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is like it's it's, it's kind of crazy to think this like how well this movie flows because like you look at like you look you look at I, after that first you know mention of Zool and like the whole day in the fridge thing like that kind of disappears for like a half hour and like a, yeah. like a good chunk of like that first half of the movie just like these guys. Just kind of like fucking about for about for like half the movie. It's yeah. not until like the second half where we're like, oh yeah, we still have a plot to get to. Uh, because uh, the ghost that was haunting Dana's apartment, they're back. One of them tra- straight up cops a feel on her. I noticed yeah. that when I was kid, like, hey, wait a minute. That's oh, you oh, you talk about when she's sitting in a chair and sitting in a chair, like yeah. the hand like one straight up grabs her boob. Oh, dude, but that I was mean, so terrifying watching that. You know, what I mean, it, it was. Is scary as shit watching that like i mean younger i mean uh, i just remember the like the the dog looking character you know oh like yeah we, we see the, the the demon the demon dogs yeah. and like the, i love the design of these things these, these, these things are fucking great okay yeah. who brought the dog the terror dogs were frightening especially the eyes oh, yeah. the I eyes mean, the, glowing yeah. red yeah. i knew i needed to get prepared to cover my eyes while watching ghostbusters the second they show that establishing shot after what about the Twinkie and they show Dana's apartment and you've got uh, the clouds forming. I knew uh, it's like, Oh, this is where I need to not like remember uh, to cover my eyes. It's so crazy how like yeah. when I first well, like remembering watching it the first time, like I wasn't scared at all. I was like, let's go. What are these things? I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued. Let's go up this. Like even when she opens the, like in the yep. first time when she opens yeah. the thing, you see that I was like, let's go up the stairs. <laughs> I was three. How old are you? I don't know. I think I was She's like, like I do love I do love the bit where like the, the terror dog sitting sitting on the bed and like this they just get the jack I'm like hey wait a minute so they're okay <laughs> uh, uh, yeah so the uh terror dog gets out the, the these spirits get a hold of both Dana and Lewis Tully a bear both the locations. <laughs> and just, you, you just see like this little, you're like, talking about the hotel guys talking yeah. to each other yeah. uh, <laughs> a bear in the apartment he says that all the time <laughs> if you look up a bear in the apartment on twitter the yeah. first one that pops up is mine is it, is it you I love it and I if get, you google it look up funny. a bear in the apartment gif and it should that should be mine that's funny I made it because I love that, that and it, it, so much and, it, and as soon as you said it it said that I knew exactly who you were talking about yeah <laughs> But yeah, at this point, Dana is possessed, and you do like see just like such a change in like character from Sigourney from Sigourney Weaver and Dana Barrett. And props to Weaver, like she portrays this change seamlessly. Like, oh yeah, seems- oh yeah, oh yeah, that's my <laughs> yeah, that's mine. A- it's absolutely legit. Love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> nice. It's great. Uh, but yes, uh, she is now a de- she is now a servant of Gozer and Zul, and she's looking. No, I'm sorry, she is Zul. She's a servant of Gozer. And she is looking for the key master. Key master or key maker? Key master. Key master. Key maker. Key maker. Key maker's the matrix. Can't we just talk about the other scary part that when she's hovering 
And, you know, uh, I think we'll talk about it here. Uh, do you want yeah. me to just wait? Do you want me to wait to talk about it? Or you well, no, I mean, it, 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 this, it's this okay. right here, right? The whole, there we're, is no Dana only. Where Peter, well, where Peter comes in and yeah. it's it's the part where she like does that like bark. It was almost like, a, ah. the that, that's, yeah. dude, that was scary. Dude. He like, drops down. He drops down. He's like, he goes like this. He looks, tries to look up at her and you can see her go, ah. It, that was, I remember watching that being scared too. It, it definitely was, uh, you know, a very intimate moment between Dana and Peter. Yeah. But it's like, it does go very creepy, especially the roaring when she's starting to lift and the music as she twists. Her, her eyes, her eyes are going like going yeah. white. Yeah. And the final bar with it when he yeah. like goes down to the bed. But yeah. Yeah. Like it's crazy just visually how a possession looks in the world of Ghostbusters. And I feel like, you know, the only thing people had in their minds maybe at the time is, the exorcist so yeah. this is like a, how do we not go exorcist with it and i feel like ghostbusters did a pretty damn good job of it with it was just so Dana simplistic yeah super yeah. simplistic but it worked i mean and we can still talk about it like 38 years later almost 40 years later that you know what i mean and it still holds up and it still holds it up you know yeah very much especially so. jumping over to lewis because lewis is such a contradiction of what dana is dana Big is the very Sportha. seductive yeah. you know zool is the very seductive and like the the she's you know the baddest yeah. bitch on the block yeah. but then there's you know the simp which is uh vince glortho yeah and vince glortho yeah and how you get Lewis to change into Vince Glortho and just completely changes. Still, it's still, you know, Rick Moranis doing his thing. So it, yeah. it's not that it big fits. of a difference. Yeah. But the the idiocy and the simpage of Vince Glortho and how he's just a puppy dog following Gozer and yeah. Zool but, and all that. But that makes sense, though, because he seems like somebody who would be like a loyal husband, a loyal counterpart or whatever. Yeah. If, he had, if he had, you know, dated, you know, uh Sir Gunny Weaver's character uh Dana Barrett or whatever he would be a very loving and very you know you know uh loyal and, over, and I think overprotective yeah overprotective I think that's yeah. kind of where his key master uh, tendencies I think it's it's kind of almost what he would have been or how he probably how his second nature is you know and I feel like maybe that's why Vince Corso chose uh, him because they're like you know what well, we're like two peas and one psychedelic pod man and what? that's why he chose him chose him. Well, Vince Ch Clortho chose uh Lewis to... yeah and then it kind of works again and uh because there was yeah. right because it oh, was yeah. in his apartment yeah. and then he yeah. only goes after him there's so many well, other people in the in the in the room but, too but they know that his loyalty would be I think best defined if, if if Clortho took took uh you know, uh, Moranis's character, Louis Tully's. Yeah. That's even crazier because you got to think about it, man, that these, this presence has been there for quite some time Boy, and yeah. knows them and watches them and yeah. cooks your eggs on your counter, you know? So, which is, which is fantastic. I wish they'd been you know, that here. <laughs> but like but like I, what i love about the scene is also the fact that like the way it really flesh out the lore for you know like you know, for all this like talking about like and first of all rib ranch buys into everything he's saying just like so incredibly well but like those are the traveler like, he will come in one of the pre-chosen forms during directification of the Vajrana, the traveler cave was a larger moving torque then during the third reconciliation of the last of the beketric supplicants Jesus. they chose a new form for him that oh, of a giant floor many shows and zools knew to it was to be to the depths of the floor that day i could tell you so yeah they does that that, <laughs> yeah. that little stupid look on his face i was going over like gozarians and slower a giant floor just like yeah yeah okay i believe it 
Would yes, you like have some coffee, some. Mr. Telly? Yes, have some. Yes, do, I, have do, some. I, do, I, do I want some? Yes, yes have yes, some. Have yes, some. have some. <laughs> I love that line, too. It's just, yes, have some. <laughs> Rick Moranis, man, changes it up and becomes Vince yeah. Glorthrow in a beautiful way. I love yeah. those transitions to these oh, new yeah. characters. Oh, especially when he, like, looks at the horse. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he's looking at the horse when they're doing <laughs> the, the, the carriage, carriage rides. The way I see it, they're a little out of it. Yeah. You know, when they first take over the body, right. they're a little out yeah. of it. Yeah. They don't really know what's going on yet. And yeah, he definitely, but he figures it out. He ends he up figuring that out with Dana, with the, the Zool. Yeah. Well, we, well we, we then go to the next day where uh, Peck returns to the Ghostbusters firehouse, this time with a warrant and, you know, a team of cops behind him. And he basically goes there and demands the Ghostbusters shut down the paranormal containment unions. And he's yeah. like, uh, that's not, it's not a good idea. You do that, literally everything we've caught uh, is going to run rampant. Peck's like, nah, fuck it, we ball. <laughs> he just turns it off himself. You just hear the oh shit alarm go off. And you yeah. know that sound, it's not going to be good. Another yeah. iconic alarm, too, in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then those cuts to Dana, silence, breathing. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, back to the alarm. Oh, and then the uh, lights go down. The amount of times I rewound this scene and over and over <laughs> and watched it. Holy crap. Yeah. Great moment. Oh, we then yeah. see then, what very well could be cinema's first sky beam. Uh, when, the, when the reactor yeah. explodes. Early oh, yeah. You're talking about shoot up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we get a camp. We get a cameo from acclaimed porn star Ron Jeremy watching oh, all yeah. this shit go down. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and then we get one of my favorite montages in, in the film, where it's just like all these ghosts breaking out and like re- wreaking, re- wreaking havoc. Love the song, a phenomenal song, magic. great yeah. song. I uh, magic, magic by uh, Mick Smiley, a guy oh, who yeah. like wrote this song and then just like disappeared. <laughs> the music is just fits the scene so well so perfect yeah great great song call back to that scene you can just you know exactly where you're at in the movie (laughs) so it's so so hard to replicate it that's why they don't really try and they go with flip city in the second one which is own its own greatness flip city works yeah Uh, but i'm a a big fan of uh what uh new edition song though Oh no! It, it's Bobby, From the second Bobby one, just, just Bobby Brown. Just Bobby Brown. Or is it Bobby Brown? Bobby yeah. Brown on our own. Oh, Gonna take control. I still listen to that spirit, song. Some people hear. Some people fear. Spirit. Some people just won't go near Dougie Fresh. Too hot, oh, handle too cold too, to hold. They call, call the call the ghostbusters in control. Had them throw a party for a bunch of children. All right. Well, all the while, something's under the building. All right, I, I love that. <laughs> uh, this, this, this scene, I was gonna mention one here. Egon lines where Walter Peck is like, "Oh, he's been arrested. They're criminal violations. They violate protection act." And then Egon, your like, mother, your mother. <laughs> it's a great moment for Egon. It just shows you that the, even he can get pushed to the brink of fucking anger and just pop off like a normal person you know mm-hmm. as smart as he is i want these men arrested ah their faces the tensions are so high in that scene no one's paying attention to freaking vince glortho yeah no. and, and the fact that like you see like, all these different ty- like different types of girls like i love the design like the other one in the subway slimers back out run, run, running amok again like the, 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 the undead cabbie the taxi driver right. yeah, yeah. To me. that was my so. scariest one <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, 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 well, let's not dawdle. Now the jerk in the cab. He was kind of the a cab. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> no, yeah. The, 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 the cabbie driver was the scariest for me because I knew the shot was coming. So I was like always ready to like, <laughs> oh, yeah. When to cover it up because I was like, oh, it's a scary part. 
I was yeah. three, well, <laughs> maybe four. I was six and I was like, cool. I was a chicken shit because of Ghostbusters, okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, but then, yeah, the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters are thrown in jail by Reginald Vell Johnson, Mr. Carl, speaking of with Die Hard, Carl Winslow and Al Powell himself appears yeah. in this scene. Uh, this is where we start to talk about, like, you know, like, we figure out like, what's, what's all buildings. We find out that the building that Dana lives in was designed by one Ivor Shandor, a guy who was a devote, a devotee of Gozer and built this basically as like a replica of a temple in order to bring Gozer back to life. Uh, with you know, with uh, what's your name? Uh, Zool, the gatekeeper, and Vince Clortho, the key master, together they were going to they're they're the key to opening the gate to bring bring Gozer back. And once that happens, yeah, really, really not a good thing. Yeah, I mean, Dana lives, uh, what, Spook Central. Yeah. Don't you just hate when that, that happens. true. Sumerian, not Babylonian. Sumerian. <laughs> so good, for goodness sake. Whoa, somebody's, somebody's coming. Somebody. I love the, the explanation, too, is we understand the stakes, and we basically yeah. lay down the groundwork for the finale of the movie right. for what is what we're facing and what we need to do about it. Yeah. And uh, I love, I love that, uh, they were right. The Ghostbusters were right. And New York got thrown into madness and the Lenny needed to bring them in to clean it up because they were the only ones that knew what was going on. Right. Because everybody else had no idea. We can't make he, a dent. I know that's Ghostbusters too, but 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 yeah. if he could but if he if he does and and we we do, do this, Lenny, Lenny, you would have <laughs> saved the lives of millions of registered voters. He sells yeah, them. Peter yeah, they, does they, what he does. He yeah. sells them. It brought in to see like Lenny the mayor. Like we have oh, so yeah. many of the greatest lines in this film come Too from this one. Yeah, oh, like, this scene cat, here. But, like I've seen shit that'll turn you white. The best scene. The best Living yeah. together. Mass hysteria. Yeah. Like this man has no dick. Classic. <laughs> even, even when he's talking to the Pope, like, you know. Uh, your eminence. <laughs> your eminence. Uh, how you doing, Mike? How you doing, Mike? And he's, yeah. just, uh, he's like, it's... just like pat his cheek yeah because the the church won't take any uh what on the religious implications personally sure. i think it's a sign from god but don't quote me on it yeah but yeah. don't quote me on that <laughs> and yeah. what do you need from me like that transition over to the, the oh. procession you know ah, <laughs> oh, they they take it they use it they get the what win. they need Winston just comes right in, man. And it's, it's so great when Winston just comes in, delivers that line. Just because, yeah. uh, you know, we, we see Winston's here for the job, but now he's kind of a little bit more vested now. He's got yeah. a little bit more, you know. You're like, you know what? This, 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 this is what I want to do. I am a Ghostbuster. Let's go get yep. this shit. So they, they get released from jail. They go get their gear. Uh, they're heading up to, <laughs> heading up, heading up to uh, you know, Dana's building and where the, the roof where the temple is. L- love the song that they're playing here, too. Yeah. yeah, it's a good yeah. song. No, it's another good one. one. Save the day. Save yeah. the day. Oh, that's uh, a oh, when we get to the twenty third. Oh yeah, he's yeah, saying, yeah, no, the have, to, yeah. have to go up the entire Ma. the entire building via stairs. It's like how much longer? So many, so many years flights. I think it's twenty three. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> yeah, before they go up, we got a date with a ghost. Yeah, that earthquake too—the one that shakes yeah. the ground and they yeah. Before die. they That's... even get up to the building, they all fall, too, and yeah. they all fall, and everyone is yeah. like, everything's silent. Yeah, to have that happen right there on the street, you know, to to be able to 
They look real. It looked real. It looks scary. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we thought we were losing a Ghostbusters there, man, for yeah, sure. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's like, oh, Are we going to lose pissy. some of them? Are we not going to lose some of them? Da, da, the music, the Elmer yeah. Bernstein. I guess we have to put a little overtime in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, many great one-liners, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, get, they get inside the building where the, where the temple is. Uh, we see that this ritual is going down. Uh, Dana and uh, Lewis are converted to the terror dogs. I just I love the way this like, the scene feel because like it doesn't feel particularly sound stagey, like mm-hmm. it, it, it yeah. it's it it doesn't it doesn't feel real but it doesn't it doesn't feel fake either. It's just like it's just like this is the happy medium where just like you know what yeah like this 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 is good I'm 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 digging I'm vibing all this. And this is where we see first of all to the incredible we, we barely touched on it the incredible accompaniment accompaniment of score by composer Alan Burns. My, my favorite piece he does in this film is Absolutely. the Gozer theme. I think that theme is just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Like even you know, Robert said it numerous times. Like just everything about the score, man. It just it really drives drives some the, the feel, the emotion of what you know you're going through watching it for the first time, or even two hundred, three hundredth time, or whatever. Um, it's just a perfect score. Every every everything's perfectly put in these in this in the film. I don't think anything's out of place with it. Yeah, and then then we you know, we meet Gozer, who is this sort of like androgynous, like otherworldly being, which is funny considering this was originally offered to Paul Rubens, who turned it down. She totally reminds me of the bad chick from Masters of the Universe. Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. the one, if, if she wore like silver, yeah, like that bodysuit or whatever the hell she was wearing, I could totally see that chick from uh, like Skeletor's, uh, whatever Skeletor's chick uh, in command yeah. or whatever. It's, it's, I could, t- I, I could totally see her rocking that. Yeah. The uh, the as you you were talking about like the 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 realism of the rooftop like those moments with the ghostbusters when things are obviously looking like things it's not going to go in their favor for the most (laughs) part you know the the, just the conversations with them and gozer and getting rocked with the lightning you know are you a god but the recovery that's what i love it's it's like the huddle the team huddle that they come together multiple times and they huddle up to figure out the plan and figure out what they're going to do and you get that in those rooftop moments and that's what Mm -hmm. just felt so real about it then with a leg hanging off the roof it's like oh my god you just gonna fall dude yeah yeah, especially poor Winston getting tossed up top above yeah. the bench. Yeah, yeah. And well, luckily, time, you know, they hung on. What well, 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 ask? You got to yeah. say yeah. Got to say yes. Don't ask you, you're God. You say you yes. Say yes. <laughs> this chick is toast. Before, before this, before that happened, was uh, it was the, the callback to the earlier scene where it's like, we're just together, right? Right. Go what get her, Ray. Go get her. Yeah. Get her, Ray. Say, sacrifice Ray. And then he does yeah. the whole thing. Well, the state of New York. Yeah, the, you were yeah. The, the proclamation. I love the proclamation yeah. from an authority figure for a, somebody infringing on the rights that they have set up and boundaries that they have set up, yeah. uh, artificial as they may be to, you know, a ghost. Right. But him is declaring who he is, who he yeah. represents, and what you are doing. So you need to stop what you're doing. <laughs> but yes, yeah, it, it's that just shows you like how iconic the, the, the Ghostbusters are protecting the city of New York and the, the world at that. Yeah. You know, and I, I just think it's so cool that the showdown is kind of what you know Rob was saying, you know, just you know, the proclamation of hey, like this shit's stopping now. We're gonna take care of this. Well, and it and, also yeah. it also shows how central like the setting of New York is to this story in general. Like the like, New York oh. is based as a character in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's that was really well. So yeah, uh, you know they they saw you. Yeah, okay, we're 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 gonna, we're gonna take her on. So light the sticks, heat them up, 
Joe's prehistoric bitch. How we do things downtown? <laughs> Love it. Uh, but that, yeah, so it doesn't doesn't work though. But Gelsrick is like, you know what? We're gonna give you the option. You you get to pick from your own destruction. It's so like okay, so whatever the first thing like the first thing they think of is whatever is going to destroy them. Yeah. Uh, so like, just don't think of anything. Somebody fucks up. As exactly what who you think it is. You do, Love it. Hooray. You can't help it. Just just pop right in there. Yeah, I that's, get it. It might happen to me. I know that whole scene there. That's what I love Ray so much because he's like, I, I I couldn't think like the most innocent thing <laughs> just, in the world. No, just just the just the build up and reveal to this. We're just like yeah. we find out Ray chose the she was chose the one who chose the form, and it's just yeah. like I, I thought something innocent. Something from my childhood that can never hurt me. Yeah. It's Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Cause he's thinking of like how he was in like camp or like like when he was in yeah. camp or whatever and camp Wakanda, camp Wakanda, yeah, and yeah, it's it's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah, and it's just 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 the visual of this giant like marshmallow, this guy, this giant guy who looks like if the Michelin Man and the Stay Puft Marshmallow and, and uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy had a baby, and then that baby Jack Donald Duck's wardrobe. That's basically what this thing looks like. Like this visual managed to be scary and hilarious at the same time. But and he, yeah, he goes yeah. from that. He goes from like funny and cute to like fucking frightening too. Dude, yeah, but he just has that stupid look on his face, that smile. He's just yeah. coming down, doing damage. Yeah, yeah. Just... Until they roast him, and then like his face is like, oh. and then yeah, it turns off like crazy. Yeah. I'm here, your friend. Okay, now I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah. And bravo to those shots too of the forced perspective of like oh, the people incredible. and the crowds and yeah. the giant, you know, guy in the suit walking through the city. It, like they work. do a damn good job creatively in making it like feel like this dude's tearing through the town. I love that scene when he's walking through the buildings and all the cars just crash and they all get out and just start running. You know, it's oh. a monster movie for me growing up i didn't watch godzilla till later in yeah. my life and so it was this that it was like oh the giant monster it yeah, started same. my fear of that because that's actually one of my nightmares that i have pretty consistently giant is giant kaijus just... coming oh, and, yeah. uh, i'll ooh. say this one this one was before i mean i probably got ex- exposed to king kong but maybe godzilla after but yeah I totally could see you know, how they try to do it how ghostbusters tries to set that up like a big like your kaiju monsters monster movies that's yeah. really pretty cool yeah. they haven't all being the stay puff the stay puff uh marshmallow man so they decided that they egon figured out the only course of action is to cross the streams which they said was a bad idea but they you said cross that the streams would be desperate, bad desperate times going desperate streams. measures us in his dreams that nice lady that sold us the house <laughs> yeah so should have paid us they end up facing facing the temple they cross the streams it ends up working they they use the power they use the power of, sh- of crossing the streams or to create enough energy to shut the gate. Yeah, to very important. Very important for later movies. They 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 don't they don't defeat Gozer. They just shut the door. Yeah, that's, that's all they true. did. That's, that's all true. they that's did. All that's, they do is yeah. shut the door on him. That's why I was a big uh, you know I was a, a advocate for Gozer coming back in Afterlife just because. It's totally been cool. Yeah, because it's like the uh, they just shut the door. They the shut the, the chapter door. really never closed officially with her. You totally could have brought her back. Yeah. Well, I mean, well then, then they did actually. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They, well, they, they did, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just so, wish uh, it wasn't. What's her name? 
that's a conversation for enough for another day. Funny is this one, it works. Uh, safe health explodes. Uh, there's marshmallow, there's marshmallow fluff everywhere, which is funny. Uh, Peck gets like a giant dowsing. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> they're originally going to drop like 75 pounds of this stuff on William Atherton, and Atherton was just, Atherton was just like. <laughs> Is, is like is that safe? Just like okay, you know what? Uh, we'll bring in a stunt man. We'll show you. It's fine. Uh, they did it. It flattened the guy. Yeah, he was okay, but it just like knocked him on his ass. It's like oh, okay. So we'll cut it back. Kind of like th- like thirty five pounds of shaving cream. That's what all this is: shaving cream. Uh-huh. Uh, and funny enough, like one of the things that I thought was hilarious, the fact that, like Bankman's barely got any any, any cream on him. Yeah, like you know, like these other three guys, like they're all like doused and like begging barely had anything on them. I mean, he did get slimed earlier, so maybe it's just like, it's hey, even, it's just even. I, I took one for the team earlier. Uh, they can well, have you, the shaving cream. You know why Bankman didn't have any cream on him, right? It's Bill Murray. Because of Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he didn't it was it. no. He said that it was. Uh, well, they said it was an allergic reaction to the cream, but nowadays I'm just wondering if Bill Murray just didn't want to do I, it. I, 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 I think, think he it's Bill. Murray. I think yeah. he didn't want to. I, I, yeah. I think he didn't want to because he wanted to be the face. I mean, he didn't want to like cover it up. Yeah, that could that could, like I could see that. I could I could see that too. And then one yeah. of my favorite, but it fits parts. the character so well. Like yeah. if it, it works, yes. it works so well that uh, fine. Like it's just it no reaction work. to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan and Tully burst out of their statues. We get one of my favorite ending lines of this mood. I love this town. <laughs> uh, we get another play of that kick-ass theme song. One of the yeah. most weirdly cool kisses I've ever seen in the movie. And that's where it ends. Love One it. of my favorite moments happens at the end, though, too. And it's very subtle, though. But, like, you can see it. It's just, it's with Lewis, too. And he's like, I want to go with them because they're all going to the Ecto-1. Uh, yeah. <laughs> paramedics are taking over here. He's me? like, I want to go with them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go with them in the car. Yeah. And then he was talking about uh, something about the history or the, since 1909 or something like that. Sounds great. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, great. You just took place in the biggest paranormal, so, so, paranormal so, crossroads. That's it. Since, like, was it 1909 Let's or something like that? like 1908. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's great. Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah that is it for ghostbusters so uh uh robin robin man final thoughts on the movie iconic uh just straight from the music to the sound effects to it being i think one of the reasons why it's so iconic too because it's very very quotable as you could see we were quoting it the whole time like super quotable and like just and random things that you say like in normal time that's like act- you said all the time. Yeah, that's actors going for it too. Right. Like they just were so deep into their characters to where they gave us a hell of a show as these characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's I that is I think what makes it so memorable uh for everybody is because of the way that they played it, the visuals, the music, yeah, all together made it uh quite memorable. Yes, and that's why we never forget it. Yeah. Uh, Russell, I mean, this is your all-time favorite film. Final thoughts on this movie, man? Yeah, I mean, kind of what Robin, you know, Vanessa said. It's it's one of those ones I could watch it anytime. Um, it, I don't have to have a mood for it. Uh, I could watch it for background noise. I could just watch it just to watch it. I mean, I I, I do watch this movie a couple times a year usually. Um, kind of what they said, you know, the, the camaraderie between the four characters. Just they're all so well playing off of one another. And I do think that there was a lot of stuff that I think Murray and the cast ad libbed because a lot of this stuff well, seems they, off they the did. off the cuff. And I see like a lot of this stuff, but but it works. It makes lines memorable. We can sit there and quote it through the, you know the whole entire review and stuff like that. It sticks with you. Um, the score, just the look. 
um just everything about it's so iconic it's just a perfect film you know it's one that i hold you know dear just because of the fact that you know i watched it when i was younger and just fell in love with it um and it's been you know it's been through ever since now you know 38 years later like this movie's always been a part of my life with the toys with the cartoons um the actors um just everything about it you know just a perfect film can always re-watch it um just a classic Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I I adore this movie. I think that it is perfectly paced, perfectly acted, perfectly written, perfectly shot. Uh, it's managed to be both about nothing and like have like a very like interesting plot at the same time. Like it's there's there are very few movies like Ghostbusters that exist, <laughs> and when they get it, they're just, they're just incredible. They're rare, and I cherish them with my entire heart. And this this is a perfect case of that. Kind of what you were saying, like that. It's like almost like a Seinfeld movie with paranormal kind of uh, activity, just because of the fact that those four characters you think of, you know, they all play off of one another too. It's the camaraderie between the the group, or even when, like we said, even with like Ray with Winston, or you have, you know, uh, Peter with uh, Dana. You know what I mean? It just it, it just it's fun, and they, they I think everybody was you know casted perfectly for this. I I couldn't have. Thought this any other way? And Janine um, but, and Egon when they have their conversation yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Janine is spitting with Egon, and Egon's like, "I collect spores, <laughs> spore molded, spore molded fungus." Yeah, a plot line they completely throw out in the second in the second movie, but you know that's a conversation uh, for yeah. another day. Absolutely, that's that's not going to do it for us just yet because we have a little bit of a bonus right here. You know, Ghostbusters they're back in full force. They had Afterlife last year. We got another one coming out next year. So I've said this consistently uh, in regards to the Ghostbusters film franchise. Something I think that would be re- interesting is like make Ghostbusters sort of anthology, like that we can have like all these different actors. Like in within the universe, they should like franchise the Ghostbusters. That way you can have like all these different actors come in, all these different locations, all these like new different like fun adventures. So that's what we're, kind of what we're going to do here right now. We're going to basically go around and pitch our i pitch our cast and location for a ghostbusters movie so uh this is a, i guess a conversation that uh went very uh heavy in that house late to the party so uh yes let's uh, start with you robert robert who uh you know give us your ghostbusters cast and location so ours is kind of the same we kind of we had to workshop we work oh, yeah. oh, you, you, oh so you, you tag teamed you tag yeah, we tag teamed okay. oh, don't get me wrong we have enough for like eight for like if we did four and four but we had to narrow it down you know what i mean it's like yeah, chemistry yeah. and working with interesting who you think would be okay. best so right. I, and at the moment i'm still bouncing so i'll let you know who i'm kind of bouncing between and this like sure. god damn it man so she that, killed me with one of them okay. i was okay. like oh my god yes okay well, oh yeah since, since you're still workshopping i, I gotta pretty define it for mine I, I, I will go first okay for mine so for go my ahead. for my ghostbusters cast uh, I got one. I'll throw at you, uh, Jason Bateman. I think he's one of the greater comedic actors right now. I, I love that. that dude. He's got great delivery, <laughs> great comedic timing. I think he's fantastic. I think he'd be a great Ghostbuster. Aside from him, I got Rose Byrne. I think someone who's like a very underrated comedic talent. I think she's yes. hilarious. I think she would add a really great you know, kind of gravitas to the role while also being very funny. Uh, aside uh other than that, I got uh, one I want to throw out there is a guy that I love immensely, uh, Sterling K. Brown, who I think is an excellent actor, uh, but also it can be very funny. Like his episode, his episode of SNL uh, was hilarious, and he's great. He can have like this like really great energy, but also like has like really grounded seriousness to him. 
I think that no matter what you do with this guy, he would be, he'd be great. And finally, rounding out the cast, I'm putting in Juno Temple, uh, who I have just really kind of come. I mean, not come around because I've always been a fan of Juno Temple, but I've really, I've really started to like her a lot in the past couple of years. Mostly due to Ted Lasso, among other things. But I think she's fantastic. I think she's very. I think she's again hilarious. And for a location, I am putting the Ghostbusters. This is my like dream location for a Ghostbusters movie. I'm putting them in New Orleans. Because Ghostbusters, <laughs> I again, said that too. <laughs> the Ghostbusters against Voodoo, I think, yeah. would be incredible. <laughs> so that's my movie. So, uh, like the part, I'll throw it back to you. What did you, what you got? What y'all got? Okay, so the Bateman was a great one. Like, but Bateman, yeah. I do see is kind of interchangeable with what we parts of ours to where it's like, yeah, I could. How about I take a Bateman and then I give you this? So we were kind of bouncing between now. This one, it's going to take a little bit of convincing. Because okay. first, okay. you got to just, you got to wipe away how he plays the character. Is it Army Hammer? In no. Ant-Man. In Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, so oh, boy. Randall Park. Oh. If you have Randall Park as their tech expert, who is actually building everything no, for like, I, I, the Ghostbusters. I think, I think that would really work, actually. I like, I like get, that idea. But you yeah. just have to remember Paul Rudd's there, too. So you just got to wipe away any sort of Ant-Man residual and if they did it on their own i think randall park would be a great uh asset to the ghostbuster house already established working which there. it's funny but it's funny bring that out because like literally like randall park was somebody in my head when i was coming yeah. up with this like man, i i, I love i love the randall park yeah thing. randall park and is good that one was uh, yours yeah so i said jake johnson mm, i think that good, he good would pick. be another one to come because he 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 has very good timing for comedic timing as well um, and so I feel like he would be a good one uh, to bring into the world of the Ghostbusters. And you put him opposite Randall Park too. Right. I feel like you, yeah, you you, you got a stew going. Yeah, because <laughs> you'd figure Jake Johnson would be probably the more nonchalant Ghostbuster who thinks they're all taking things way too serious, but he still does the work because it's interesting as shit, and he's right. an adventurer type guy where he actually likes this stuff. And you can't do it anywhere but with the Ghostbusters. Right. But, you know, his persona against a, a, a smart, intelligent Randall Park that is, you know, very conscientious of what's going on. And they kind of butt heads, but they still work together very well. Right. Okay. All right. And then another, I'll, I'll, I'll one, another one that we came up with was I created the character and then Vanessa casted the character. Yeah. So and, you created the character of? Uh, essentially, Winston Zetamores, and you can go daughter, you can go niece, you can go adopted daughter. It is somebody that is very close to Winston Zetamore to the point where she has taken a love of finding out about his paranormal hunting, his fighting life, and what he did. And she runs the, the, the firehouse. She is the one that is in charge of the firehouse. She is keeping everything going. And the reason I came up with this is because it's actually one of the threads without being connected to Winston in the new Ghostbusters game that just came out. I think it's like Spirits Unleashed or something. Right. And yes. the girl is the one that runs the house. And I was like, dude, you can connect it to Winston and keep the legacy there. And then Vanessa cast And I said there. that they should cast Kiki Palmer. Oh, that good one. Good <laughs> pick. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's great. Like, yeah, Kiki could totally kill it as a Zed Moore. Yeah. And even if not directly blood relative, her own character that helps keep it together for Winston because she's got that connection to him. So. Yeah. And then um, 
a, I, I had a character that I kind of wanted to bring in that would be more in the realm of like McKenna Grace's kit, like the younger generation right. or the next generation of characters that they can bring in. And I was like, so she, uh, social, go- so she, so she Gomez. Oh, um, from Doctor Strange. From Doctor Strange. And I feel like she would be kind of a cool character to come in. Like she is always in the occult bookshop. Like that's where, like, that's where she uh, finds out about the Ghostbusters and gets interested because she's always there. Ray's always there. He talks about it to her. Like that's like her go-to place. And I feel like uh, she would be kind of a cool character and to, she, or actress to come and in. she knows New York. She knows the area. Yeah. So when you have McKenna Grace and them come in as transplants more than likely to New York, she's able to kind of, you know, get their bearings in the area and she could end up being a Ghostbuster. Absolutely. Um, you could throw the pack on it. McKenna had the pack. Uh, what does Finn Wolfhard had the pack? You throw a pack on her and she's doing some busting. And she could represent the legacy of Ray because In she's always at Ray's a call. Right. Wow, those I, are our four. I, I, I now feel like I like massively under under delivered under deliver my pitch. Like we had like a long conversation about these characters of like who we'd want to see wow. come into the. I mean, I'll the pitch legacy a Ghostbusters that is movie Ghostbusters. to them if they like, want. We would but... have like uh, Julian Dennison. Yeah, Julian Dennison would have uh, also been a good one. For we Hunt we for thought him too. People. We're like, oh, he could be yeah. one of the the. Because I was thinking, okay, what can we bring that are going to be like next generation with McKenna Grace with Finn Wolfhard. And Soshi Gomez and Julian uh, wow. were the two that popped in my head. And I was like, I feel like they would be perfect for and, this. And I do right. feel like you could swap her character with his character, or you can bring both of them, but then it gets a little too crowded. Uh, so I feel like you can bring him and have him be the legacy of Ray. But that's how it would do it. They already kind of got podcasts, and I feel like podcasts going to kind of do that for uh, for Ray's legacy type deal. But we'll see. Um yeah. I, they're not making our movie unfortunately <laughs> and, and uh, she did she did pick uh new orleans i did pick uh, new orleans as as my location because of like you know of uh, the supernatural element that new yeah. orleans already already has and uh yeah so i figured i was like oh that would be cool for so, them to be there too so this is what i envision i envision <laughs> if you take into the mentality of what the ghostbusters were supposed to do which is get on calls they go out and they take care of the ghosts on the call and getting a little bit more of uh, shots of this taking place not just in new york but if we're gonna start across the country we can go to different areas where there's some really bad paranormal activity going on to where they go so you're gonna end up hitting you know a a school where something tragic happened and you've got something and you end up taking care of a ghost but it could even be montage it could be quick successes of them catching these ghosts but then it gets to the point where you realize that there's a, a it could be an insane asylum where something really dark happened something very bad and there was a doctor you could think dr vanneket house of the haunted hill where there was a doctor who did perform unnecessary surgeries which is different from evo shandor in the sense that this dude ran a mental hospital and when they go there there are ghosts and beings a variation of this doctor that is now the spirit that haunts this place and they got to go battle this guy because it's at the end of their calls and it then you end up finding out that there's a little bit uh, of uh, uh, a connection between all the locations where you're trying to open a gate essentially again, yeah. and it ends up being a, a devout, yeah. a, the devout followers of 
a new god we can any god and we went dark with it too we were like oh the followers could be like the character like the um if you've ever seen the show the following with kevin bacon uh and like that cult but like do it for like another dimension that they're trying to open like that would be really creepy right uh, because they're very like you know straight-faced type characters uh, but they are out here doing that kind of stuff. But they're also disguised as paranormal experts. Right. That are like they're like the opposite to Ghostbusters. Science. Oh, wow. They're trying to do <laughs> good, but they uh, ain't trying to do good. Right. And the Ghostbusters end up having to stop them at this insane asylum where it's all going down. Like that's the final pocket. Yeah. And so that's what popped in my head. So that's my answer to location. <laughs> now this new Ghostbusters yeah. is not going to live up to our hype. We're like, God dang it. No. <laughs> well, like, so like, see, like for me, like for, for mine, like, I pictured like mine sort of like, like an Ocean's Eleven type movie where you have like, yeah. I envision it's kind of like, then like the yeah. new native who like is yeah. going through all this stuff, finds out that like, someone's trying to like, someone like is practicing voodoo again is trying to raise the dead. So he brings in like all these people from, from around the world to bring in like, you know, Rose Byrne, like this Oxford scientist and like, June Temple will be like her Richard associate. Uh, uh, Bateman's the guy who excited paranormal paranormal instances in the U.S. and like he brings them on, like opens up a new branch of Ghostbusters in Louisiana. I think like it'd be it'd be them trying to like solve the mystery who like who's raising these dead and you know like trying to just go up against. I, I think kind of like Ghostbusters Voodoo is like this. That's like right for a great movie. So I think that that that's the whole, that was my mentality behind this pick. So Russell. This is, and I can't, how am I going to follow that? Okay, this completely, <laughs> keep in mind when Chance told me this, this was an hour before the show, I told him, you know what? I told, I'm not I told, I told not, both of you an hour before the show. I did not plan Same. It. We spent the I, last hour discussing it. <laughs> I did not. I said, you know what? I'm going to wing it. And, and that's kind of like while we were talking about the movie, I just like threw in some stuff, you know, hey, sure. like this, these are more actors, like our, our age actors are, are a little bit older. Um, for like a Janine character, I always think, I, I, and this is going to be, I'm probably going to get shit for this one but i thought like a reese witherspoon character would be perfect like a receptionist i like that um i like it just because like i'm thinking like the legally blonde reese witherspoon like yeah. i could see her being like a ditzy kind of annie potts character um for peter i thought bateman was a perfect sh- thing so i stole that from you i'm sorry um but 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 bateman's perfect like his dry delivery uh how he doesn't laugh at his own stuff he 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 has a different sense of humor than other people that I put in the list and it, it makes sense because that's kind of how the four Ghostbusters were they're all you know have their own little sense of humor yeah. so like the Egon character I'm thinking maybe like a little Andrew Garfield like like a like a nerdy where he's still like scientific yeah, he can still that. be ma- matter of fact like you know even look at him in like you know social network or something like that where you can see him kind of be like that um for Ray yeah. I had Pedro Pascal. I think he would be really funny. I love Pedro Pascal. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I think Pedro Pascal is just hilarious. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that that dynamic with Bateman would be kind of funny. And I think Garfield, I don't think any of them would overstep each other. You know what I mean? Right. And then for my Winston character, I had Anthony Mackie because Anthony Mackie is nice. pretty funny. And I love him in, you know, the night before. And just anything he does is really funny. And I thought, well, that's perfect. I think you know, I, those four would play off of each other pretty well. Cut the check. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I would love Mackie to would get Mackie in there. That's, 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 a good, that's a good pick. I did not think of Mackie, but that's a really good pick. Now, here's you know another what? good... You could even just that? trade out our Jake Johnson that we did and just throw in <laughs> Anthony Mackie and it'd be just as fucking good. And then for Gozer, because she's perfect, I thought of it. Mia Goth. Perfect for oh, Gozer. I, I Mia think Goth would have been a great Gozer. And I, and I think... Yeah. And then that's kind of all I really casted. Uh, where to have it? 
something you were keeping on the haunted theme and it just kind of popped in my head what about salem massachusetts you know i was literally I, was area. Yeah. I thought about salem massachusetts i mean and, and i was just thinking because you know nola i know obviously you know the voodoo and, and the you know curses and stuff like that and ghosts and paranormal activity mm-hmm. down there i'm like but salem salem in the upper northeast is a pretty haunted area so i figured like outside of boston i figured that'd be salem massachusetts would be a perfect spot to put the get characters and kind of like what robert said you have a huge thing i think chance we've talked about this before just with other movies where you could just like tell different stories of different locations like you don't oh, yeah. have to it doesn't have to be new york city like let's no, go to the, like, like, Let, like let's like, go yeah put the ghostbusters in fucking like yeah. prague or yeah. egypt yeah or them, like, yeah ancient, ancient egypt or something like that yeah exactly. put them in put them in hollywood let's see something put crazy in hollywood, going yeah. <laughs> let's, go, let's go crazy yeah put them the in ghost Vegas. james stewart yeah because we're gonna see the yeah but so I'm I'm putting my Portland, insane oh, yeah. asylum in Salem, Massachusetts, but it's going to be a research asylum for yeah. witches. Love it, and that's what it was. It was a, uh, a Salem witch research where they, you know, did horrible things to witches. Philadelphia that's an older town too, yeah, and it, Philadelphia. it could do a very like Sixth Sense vibe to it, or or like. Yeah. Or like PA with like Gettysburg, like yeah. like that, that whole entire like Civil War esque ghosts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That could spin off a perfect idea too. Go to Mexico, yeah. end up with Dia de los Muertos. There you go. James Bond did it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's done right there. That's <laughs> that does bring us to the end of the show, Robert Vanessa. I want to thank you guys once again for joining us. This was a blast to talk to you. Uh, you usually ask me this, but like, give your plugs where people find you. <laughs> Late to the party everywhere on uh, YouTube. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram at Late to the Party. We got Discord. You can find us talking about stuff there sometimes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, and <laughs> end of sentence. Uh, Russell, I'll punch my head out. Yeah, Facebook, Notorious by Chance is the group. We throw the polls up for you guys to vote on. Uh, next poll should be really exciting as well. Oh, yeah. Guys can also find us, Notorious by Chance, on YouTube as well. Yeah, if I may, Twitter, Instagram, Chance, Wars, underscore 91. Check me out also on the PJ Campbell Network, where I do, uh, correspond on the PJ Campbell Show and Left Side Strong Side, our weekly show talking everything in the football season. Uh, this was this was it for our official Monster Mash Scare Fest. However, uh, because we, we were a little behind and we do feel like we did cheat y'all a little bit with Scarefest. We are going one extra week, and we are doing a Scarefest staple. If you want uh, any hints what we're doing, uh, think psychics, uh, really good pros, disappointing endings, and the state of Maine. You know exactly where we're going. All right, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.